It's All Chaos, a podcast about two best friends who are navigating the ups and downs of working full-time, running their own businesses, blending families, and taking on Nana duties. Duties? Not that kind of duty. Oh. Learn about the things we are involving ourselves in and the challenging day-to-day events that just prove that every day, all day, it's all chaos. Welcome to episode four of the It's All Chaos podcast. I'm Jill. And I'm Tracy. And we are back after a hiatus, and we're going to tell you about all the amazing things that we've been up to. But to start, Foo Friends, let's talk about our chaos levels. That's right, because you know it's been so long because of, well, chaos. Chaos. So, you know, and I would say, like, today, if you were asking me, my chaos level is pretty high just because I've got my parents coming in next week. I'm... I'm just coming off of being really sick for two weeks and my house is a disaster and I just got back from that vacation and we're going to talk about that and all of these things. But then when you look at like my chaos compared to like Jill's level of chaos with the the family and six kids and you know, I'm just me and Lester here at home doing these things, then my chaos level looks a little bit less chaotic. That's funny because I would say that my chaos levels are not very high right now because we've made it over that vacation hump. So now it's just life. And my life I've accepted is pretty chaotic in general. So I am Right, you just keep adding more things to your... Yeah, I do. I I do. Um, But uh, we just... You know, this is the chaotic life that I have chosen. So um, we kind of roll with that. Um, like I said, most most of the podcasts we're going to talk about pre-vacation, vacation, post-vacation. Um, but adding to my plate, um, Tori has played soccer, which I'm sure we've mentioned. Tori has been playing soccer for many, many seasons at our church. They do two seasons because, you know, we're in Arizona, so we have plenty of awesome fall weather. Fall and spring, So yeah. we do fall soccer, spring soccer. They're shorter seasons because it's rec. It's just for fun. So they do anywhere from six to eight games, and then there's a couple extra weeks for practice. Um, so Tori's been doing this for many, many um, years since she was old enough to do it, I think, around three and a half or four. And then... Um, when the family started to blend, Xander, who is Tori's age, he is um, number four in the Dixon line, um, same grade again as Tori, same age, um, he was like, I want to play soccer. And soccer kind of runs in the family because KL, number two, um, he has played um, rec and club soccer before, and he is junior varsity at his high school for soccer. So soccer kind of runs in the family. So Xander wanted to play too. So last season... He joined in for the fall season, and they had a lot of fun. Well, obviously, kids go with us to practices, and the whole family goes to games. So Roran, who is number five, the youngest, he just turned 10, um, he was like, I want to play soccer. So we said, okay, fine. So we signed him up. Again, with rec, you kind of pick your night of practice, and then you have games. So we made sure that we requested that his nightly practice be on the same night that Tori and Sanders practices. So we're only going to church for practice once a week and then games will just fall when they fall. So in the process of signing up and finding out who coaches are and whatever, we found out that Xander's team, I'm sorry, Roran's team did not have a coach for third and fourth grade uh, soccer. So they started off by asking, Hey, um, Jill, do you think your husband would be interested in coaching soccer? And I was like, well, 
Um, there, because it's a church league, there are certain churchy things that need to be checked in the boxes um, to be a coach on the team. And my husband doesn't check all those boxes because he's kind of newly joined to my church. And um, so right. he's I, not like a full member of your church yet, right? Because exactly. He's you. Right. Exactly. He comes with me because that's where I enjoy going to church, and he's fine with that. But you know, a full conversion of faith, you know, from his previous faith, you know, which at some point, you know, if people are curious, we can talk about religion, but, um, anyways, um, we're mostly on the same line, but it's a little different. Um, so anyways, I was like, he could assistant coach. Cause I know the rules of the league, but he couldn't full on coach. Okay. Well, we'll put him down for assistant coach. Um, Casey loves to joke that I've all told him that he was going to be assistant soccer coach. Well, it took about 24 hours for them to call back and say, but Jill, you are a member so couldn't you coach the team? And I was like, dude, soccer was never my sport. I've never watched soccer. Like the most I know about soccer is when Tori learns new rules. Cause obviously when the kids start at four years old, right. all the kids cluster around the ball. And if it makes it in the goal, yay. And then you start to get a little bit older. Where, right. Yes, they call we it need bee a, ball. It's yeah. like the ball and then the little swarm of bees going around wherever <laughs> the ball goes. Right. The, 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 um, the goal is super small. Right. And, you know, the fields are super small. Um, so as she gets up to the next level, like, oh, now we have goalies, but pretty much the kids are still clustered around the ball. And then now we're going to start trying some positions and, you know, your toe has to be on the ground when you throw the ball in. And, you know, we're starting to right. add rules. Um, most recently, this most recent season, they've started talking about offsides. I'm like, all of a sudden there's flags being thrown for offsides. And we're like, what was that? What, what is offsides? We don't even right. know that the other team can't be ahead of the defensive team. Right. And, and there has oh, to be okay, one you know, defender between the, the goal the, and, and, and the ball and the, the player. Shooter, the right? striker. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's a new term, striker. I mean, we're still learning forwards, centers, defense, right? The, the you know, backfield. Yeah. My and, daughter was in soccer for many, many years, so I yeah. understand a lot of the soccer. Right. And you went deep into it. Yes. So you, you've got the full. So I kind of explained to the church, um, I, I, I don't know, but am I at every practice? Yes, I am. Am I at every game? Yes, I am. So if it's a warm body, check. I'll, there I'll you as warm as I can right. on the field. So, and then, you know, they told me, you know, we can help you. We can give you drills. We can tell you how to run it with the kids. And then, of course, we had said that Kale, um, number two, who is um, just turned 16, um, he is experienced and so once it was official that I was going to be the coach I said okay <laughs> and he's like what I was like um we we, we would like you to come and assist, share your expertise assist with these chilling um on the field and um he can be a little antisocial at times kind of keep to himself type of a kid and he was like do I have to and I was like I, I would really love it and appreciate it if you'd help your stepmom out and, and help with the kids. I said, we will run the show. Like, you just help keep them in line. Hey, go get your ball. Hey, you know, maybe you could work with the goalies while we, you know, would just get some help. And he's like, will you pay me? That kids, <laughs> and kids, kids want money. I mean, you know, he's 16 and, they you know. earn dollars, yeah. He doesn't quite have his driver's license yet, but he intends on getting a job as soon as he has a car because he wants to work at some rock climbing gym, which you will have to drive to get to. It's not like a ride your bike from our house situation. So um, he doesn't have a job quite yet. And I was like, yes, yes, I will. Pay. If you will come and be fully dedicated to these kids, I told him, I was like, I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour. And he's like, what about games? And I was like, if you are fully dedicated to these kids, 
$10. I said, so you could earn up to $20 a week if you are fully <laughs> participating. 20 bucks a week. Casey's hearing That's this. enough for a snack. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and Casey's hearing this conversation go on. He's like, $10 a week. And I said, hey, I already made the deal. Kale can earn 20 bucks a week if he comes and participates and helps us out. So um, practices are always. I think always, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. It, it, um, practices are always on Monday nights, which we always have the kids on Monday. So Kale will definitely be there at all the practices. And then as long as he shows up to games, either with his mom or with us, um, then it will be good. Um, we've just gotten the game schedules. And Roran's games are either at 1030 or 1130. Tori and Xander's games are either at 9.30 or 10.30. So there is a chance for that overlap. And um, I wrote the schedule out. And there are only two weeks, week four and five, where they actually play at the same time. So at that point, we'll have to send the grandparents and mom to cheer for for big kids why we coach the younger younger kids. So um, add that to my plate. I'm now officially a soccer, soccer mom coach. slash soccer coach. Just what you needed another hat. That's Your right. hat rack's getting it's, full. I know. I, I thought I had plenty of Minnie Mouse ears. But so, now yeah, I have not taken that on. Although, yes. I do have to say, James got signed up for soccer. That's so exciting. So Nana will be going to some soccer games. And if I can figure out what his practices are and it works with my work schedule, the nights that I sure. have to work versus that, I would love to go over and just watch him him kick the ball yeah. around and play. And you I think would, be would be a fun. lot like my parents are. Sometimes Casey doesn't understand. I don't know if it's a lot of kids and a lot of grandkids or whatever, but you know, Casey's parents show up and obviously are very active grandkids. We've actually seen his mom like five out of the last seven days, like just because of kid there was activities. a play at school and then it was Kale's birthday. So we're like, Hey, we'll come over for pie. And then um, his dad is into leatherworking and there was this leatherworking convention up in Prescott. And so we went up um, cause our friend lives in Prescott to, knows around the leather convention and then see our friend Ryan and they were up there. So we saw them there. I was like, we've seen your mom a lot this week. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, um, my parents though, since the beginning, especially when I was a single mom, they came to absolutely every practice and every game. That's just what they do. What do they do on Monday nights? They go sit out at practice and watch. They like to be supportive like that. So it's cool. Even you're a little bit further away. Um, but I'd like to know when games are. If they don't conflict with our games, I'd love to go see little James run yeah. around and Tori cheer him on, and he'd, he'd get a kick out of us being yeah, there, too. Yeah, he so. is... Um he just loves it. So yeah. he just loves everything. So. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's a joiner. He's always willing to learn new things. He loves trying new things. I think you ingrained that in with the TikTok world. And, yeah. You know, he's, you know. And I think Max hey, is coming up right behind him. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be good. That's awesome. Max okay. did his first hey, everybody, on TikTok. He did? Recently. You didn't see that one yet? <gasps> no. I'm gonna oh, have my gosh. To go you're going to have to go it. see it because it is the best little hey, everybody, and everybody loved it. <laughs> everybody so. loves Breakout. Oh, so. yeah, they did. Magersh. All right. Um, so... I guess we should back up and sure. go like the week before the cruise. Well, the yeah. The week before the wedding trip. Or even a couple weeks before the wedding trip. Let's kind of... Because I don't know. I mean, maybe we need to back up to the, the point where I got COVID at the beginning of January. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Because like, I don't know if people knew that. Let's, let's run down what the schedule was supposed to be and kind of our plans and kind of what might have thrown wrenches in the plans and, okay. and things like that. Okay. So, because um, we know we talked some about what we had planned for the trip and we were going to plan more. We were going to do more podcasts about planning a Disney wedding cruise just to kind of, you know, for people who want to know those things. Things, um, maybe right, and that then tell come. you the information on the backside after it was done and, and yeah. how it went. Um, so, yeah, okay, so here was the plan. Um, we wanted to get married on 2-22, which um, was going to be a Wednesday. We had booked a cruise where we were getting on the boat on Monday, which was the 31st, and then uh, the third day of the 
cruise, uh, we would get married. And then, you know, fourth day was a day of sea. Fifth day, we would be home on a Friday, pull back into port, and then we would come home. We were going to take the kids out of school for a week. Um, it's always a good idea if you don't know, if you're, you know, not a cruiser or thinking about cruising, to arrive to the town or the area where you are leaving on your cruise at least a day before, um, especially if you're traveling in winter seasons. Unless you're driving flights, in yourself. Yes. Right, unless you have full control. Yep. When you're relying on planes and aircrafts and planes coming Especially from other right destinations. Especially right now because yes. so many planes. There are so many airlines having issues because of COVID staffing, not to mention if weather, weather gets delays. into the mix yep. and all of a sudden flights are delayed and now they've got people making up. So we had planned that we were going to fly out on Saturday. We were going to have a down day on Sunday. At the least, you should fly on Sunday to get on a cruise on Monday. But we had decided that we were going to fly on Saturday. Prices for flights were a little better. That gave us a day to run around Disney World. We had decided my family was going to go to Hollywood Studios. Tracy was going to take little James over to Magic Kingdom because that worked better for a little guy. Um, and then we were all going to take a boat, uh, a bus um, to the boat um, on Monday morning from our Disney hotel where we were staying and then get on the boat and move on. Um, again, things that we may have said, but we'll recap. To get on a cruise ship these days, um, especially we know about Disney because that's right. what we were doing. Number one, you need to be fully vaccinated um, within uh, two weeks prior to your trip. That second shot must be um, administered. Ad yep, exactly. That's a good word. And then um, once you get to the port, you must have a negative COVID test to get on the boat. Right. So they do it right there at the port. You arrive. They, If you arrive via transport, they take you to a tent. If you arrive via car, they bring you the test to test in your car and you park in this like waiting zone. And then once your car is given the thumbs up green all clear, um, you are able to get out of your car and enter the terminal for the cruise ship. So we knew that this was gonna happen. Um, again, we were flying out on Saturday and trying to, um, well, let, let's go a little bit, uh, a little bit more into it. So a couple of weeks, three weeks, before it was right after christmas i think um you and lester started to get sick uh new year's right after new year's yeah okay it was, um, it was holiday break yeah and lester had gotten sick and he my parents had headed home and he was getting increasingly worse and coughing and stuff and he's like i think it might be covid and then i had gotten like sneeze like really sneezy like yes. lots of allergy issues like my eyes were watering i was sneezing a lot um, I had um, kind of a tickly throat because of the stuff running down my my throat. And it had just rained and been cold and then That's been hot. Arizona and, weather and, has been so weird lately. Like, we'll have, like, 70, 80 degrees, and then we'll go back down to, yeah. like, the high in the 50s. And my allergies to the state of Arizona are so bad. I mean, right. I take a daily allergy pill because I'm allergic to this state. And so I just assumed it was allergies because that's as bad as it was, you know, yeah. other than because of the sneezing and the, uh, the stuff, I wasn't sleeping super well. Well, when he was getting tested for COVID, I decided, well, I should get tested as too as because going. we're going in three weeks. I'm supposed to be Let's three and a half weeks getting on a cruise ship. So we need to know. So we both test and we both come back positive. Yeah. So we are in quarantine. I got the call. <laughs> and we had actually been kind of quarantining before then because we didn't know. And we are just kind of assume of this sure. time. You know, that you don't go around and lick people and be friendly. <laughs> right. um, so we it finished out our quarantine or whatever and, and all we of that, from home. Yeah. Right. So we just stayed in, ordered a little bit of DoorDash, and, you know, occasionally people would drop off some food delivery to us or whatever. And it was funny because you're like, Jill, do not come over. Like, we had planned to come over. And, you know, we've been, again, trying to podcast probably for about 
six weeks yep. maybe because we wanted to pre-trip podcast we wanted a post-trip podcast um but with the covid you're like i said you're doing because we if, don't want to take a chance right i don't want you guys to have it and then it slowly spread through your house hoping that I could get it, you know, out of me right. in time to go and get this negative test at the cruise terminal. Right. <clears throat> so I went back the next week and tested again just to see if I could get a negative test and it came back positive. And you started to TikTok about it a little <coughs> bit. And right. people started to comment, hey, I know people who are testing positive for 60, eight or 90 12 days. weeks. What? And I was like, holy crap, well, what do you do? I said, there's got to be something, but I couldn't figure it out and I wasn't sure. But in the meantime, we knew that here shortly we were going to have to start our online check-ins. And that's what um, kind of where the, our next step came in. Jill had got to the point where we saw Two the email and it said, hey, it's time to upload all of your COVID vaccine documents. cards, your um, passports, passports and, and all of those things. And so I'll let her take take this part and see what she yeah, did there. so i was filling out all of our you have to go through um what was the website travel safe something like safe that travels. Safe travels yeah something like that you had to go to the website it was linked through disney cruise line um you had to upload all your documents so as i uploaded the documents or safe I, passage a safe passage safe that's passage. exactly that's it yes yeah, safe passage so um as i uploaded the documents i started with casey and i because we were the easiest there's only two in our room so i uploaded the documents for us and i noticed at the bottom of the page once i had uploaded our documents that it said, do you need to file for a 90-day recovery status? And I was like, what is this 90-day recovery status? So I went and I read it. And basically, if you have tested positive for COVID in the 90 days before the cruise, up to uh, the 10 yeah, days. It was like, like between 90 and 11 days. So okay. if you were positive within 10 days of the cruise, you're out. Right. But if it's 11 days or more, you but can apply. less than 90... You can apply for the status, right. which is called the recovered status. So we went through, and what does it mean? Well, what it means is that, again, you've had a positive test in that 90 to 11 day mark, and then your symptoms have subsided enough to where you can go to a doctor and the doctor says, yes, you have no more symptoms. There are no more COVID symptoms at all. You are not and contagious to others. Exactly. So if you can you know, go to your doctor and your doctor says, yes, you are COVID free at this point, you may still be testing positive because it could linger in your system, but you are no longer spreadable, share, you know, you are no longer contagion Correct. anymore. So you just need to get this letter from your doctor saying thumbs up and then you upload that. And at that point, you do not even have to test at the port. You basically- They won't the test port. you because it's a waste. They, they know that you could test positive. Right. Essentially, but a doctor has verified Correct. that you are free and clear and you can go in the boat. Because I guess the tests are testing for proteins that are built up in your body as um, you react or fight off the COVID. Yes. This is my kind of understanding. I'm not a doctor person. You know, right. Just, just what we understand. Medical person. This is just my understanding. So um, Jill then called me and I was, like, I was like, hey, this is perfect. So I got on it right away. I made an appointment with the doctor. They couldn't get me until the next week, whatever. I was like, that's fine. Got my positive test results printed out so I could upload those. And I got all of that stuff uploaded. And then I had James. So he, James was the only other person that had to do something different than everybody else. Right. Because everybody else was five or over. Vaccinatable. Right. So anybody <laughs> over the age of five. Fully had to be fully vaccinated because that's what was allowed in the country, you know? Yes. So James being three, he had to take a negative a test 
within 72 hours of going On to the, the cruise. So we did that at home, a PCR test, and get a negative result and then he had to retest at the port so because of when we were getting on the boat which was monday he had to test on friday because we flew out on saturday so yeah flew out on saturday if we were flying out it was was a very specific he had to test that day because we only had you know otherwise we were driving what trying to figure out where to get a test in florida and that didn't sound great right and obviously there were ways but the point of Getting to Florida was, let's start our vacation. Right. So. And there, in the, the Safe Passage website even said something about we could mail you a test and then you mail it back in. But I was like, how yeah. does that work? Like, I take it, it on Friday and then mail it in and then hope you get it by Monday? Right. I don't understand. And the results. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe, <coughs> maybe Excuse it me. was... Maybe it was like a rapid test, which is the ones that you can now pick up now that the yeah. government is now sending out for free, which the second those rapid tests became available... The immediate day, we filled it out. But we did not get ours for probably four weeks. Yeah, it took a while for me to get mine, Um, too. I know, you know, my uh, bestie Tiffany, she ordered also their tests on the same day. They actually had them before we went on the trip. Because I I almost shaked her tree to steal a couple of her tests until. But um, so Tracy had to have for James a negative COVID test. Friday or later, closer to the cruise, um, to be able to show one negative. And then James had to test at the port and get another negative. negative. So two negatives within 72 hours to get on the port. Besides myself would have to test at the port. Just test at the port. Jill got all of her stuff uploaded. And then we were just talking one day and I said, hey, are you going to take everybody to just like pre-test at one of the free sites ahead of time just to make sure that you don't all like get there and then somebody has tested positive, you know, and then you have to make these determinations because they had kind of determined if they got all the way to the port and everybody was standing in the port and somebody tested negative or positive, that they would all just not go on the cruise and everybody just go home. Because here's some other research that we did. Um, As you know, Tracy and I are both travel agents now. So we had talked um, on this group uh, Zoom. We have a monthly Zoom where we can ask questions and, and talk and whatever. And somebody had brought up about COVID and testing positive at the port. So we asked some questions and here is Disney's stance um, as best as we can determine it. Um, If you go to the port, let's just say me, I go to the port with my extended family and I test positive, at the least everybody in my stateroom cannot go on the trip. So that would be me and my husband at that point in time. In in this particular scenario. Yeah, in this particular scenario. But if it was Um, a mom and a dad and their two kids and then a sister, brother and their two kids and a grandma and grandpa, if one mom tested positive, that mom, that dad and the kids that belong in that stateroom all can't go. Um... So that's where things get a little right. hairy that we don't know if things could be manipulated at the port because um, we have heard of groups, large groups, like let's say 14 people, and the whole family is hanging out together. One person tests positive, so the cruise doesn't allow anybody on the ship. We have also heard, um, let's say that I test positive before we leave, which is what Tracy and I were getting to is that we decided to pre-test everybody here locally before we left to hopefully find out that everybody's negative. So then hopefully we'll continue to test negative when we get to the port. That was the hope. So, um, but what we had found out is 
let's just say I test positive at home, so I have to call Disney Cruise Line and say, I can't go because I'm positive. Symptoms are not, right? A positive test uh -huh. is a positive test. Um, that at that point, Disney would want to pull out everybody who is living with me because obviously we have all been exposed in our right. home. Whether, now again, like the best man of our wedding lives in Prescott and three boys were going to be in his room. Ryan still could have gone on the cruise because he lives in a different home. We would have to pull out the three boys at our home because we are all contained, you know, contaminated potentially in our own home. Okay. So it, it, there's a whole bunch of hairs. There's a whole bunch of lines and whether we're explaining it to where it's understandable. But point being is before you leave, it gets tricky. Yes. Before you leave everybody in your immediate or home. chaotic. Yeah. Chaotic. As the case may be. Um, before you leave home, if you need to cancel your Disney cruise, because COVID is a reason that Disney will let you cancel for any reason at any point right. in time. You've because been, they don't, you, you don't even have to have a positive test. You could have been near somebody who's tested positive within the last 72 hours, and you're like, I can't go. And Disney's like, you're right, you can't. A, and then Perfect. they give you the choice, full refund, or would you like to push the cruise out? And at the point where we were going, Disney was giving you up until September of 22 to use your travel credit. And we knew that if this were the case, there was no way that we could rearrange vacations and schedules and by everything September. else by September. So you'd have to get your money and back. also, we were traveling in February, which, or late, late January, early February, where prices are cheaper because obviously kids are in school. Right. If we were to push it out into the summer, prices of these cruisers are double. Yeah. So for us to come up with double the funds to reuse these, you know, so. We had already made the determination if we weren't going, we were going to take the full refund and then decide what to do. Okay. So um, we take the whole family on Thursday because we were doing the free tests, which you could get the results up to, you know, 24 to 72 hours when you go do those, you know, the so free drive-through COVID Saturday, tests. Right. So we wanted to hopefully make sure that we had the test results before we got on the plane, which our plane left at 5 p.m. on Saturday. So we figured from Thursday to Saturday, we had enough time to get our test results. So... The whole family, my parents, his parents, um, all the kids, we all went and got tested on Thursday. And Friday, you know, we're starting to pick up kids who are going and, you know, from school and we're doing final packing and we're doing final prepping. And all of a sudden I start to get test results back, which they- Because we were on the phone at that they time text together, you, yeah. Because you so, were asking if James had gotten tested and I was like, no, he gets tested tonight at like 5.30. Because you and guys so, were doing the rapid. Right. right. You guys did the rapid. So you were going to get your results within like an hour. Right. Okay. So, um, I got, and it actually took like three hours, but I got some good news. Um, Casey was negative. Um, Roran was negative. Then I came back negative and then the results kind of stopped. They were kind of flowing in every five, yeah. 10, 15 minutes. So through this website, you can log in for everybody in your family. Cause I made all the reservations together so I can look at everybody. And I start clicking through people. We did not have Xander. We did not have Tori. Um, at first, I think. You didn't have your did, parents. We, my parents, yeah, there was a lot of people we were waiting on. But um, I clicked on Kales and Kales was positive. And I just sat there and went, crap. So now you've got one positive. So we have one positive test. What do we do? Um, so I. Because at this point, we also Casey. have another brother and um, brother-in-law si and Casey's sister that have decided last minute to surprise <laughs> the yeah. family and book the cruise. So the, that the was, cruise group has gotten bigger. Yeah, that was a last minute surprise. So three days before the trip, Casey's sister came over to the house 
And um, you all know I, I'm the LuLaRoe seller still. And I had been live like the night before and I was selling some dresses and stuff. And her daughter had seen a Jessie dress that she liked. I didn't know that it was purple and our wedding colors were purple. And so she was like, she wanted to wear the dress at the wedding. So Holly came over to look at the dress for the wedding. And we were FaceTiming with Soraya. And she said, can I tell Jill my news? And I didn't know, obviously, what this news was. And Holly's like, no, I don't think it's right to share that information yet. Let's just wait. Well, after hanging out and then her husband um, came home and they had a little private conversation. And they said, yes, tell Jill because we could use her help with something. Okay, well, then they swung the news on me. We booked your wedding cruise last night. And I went, holy crap, what? Like, I lost it. I was so excited. Casey was sad that more of his extended family wasn't able to go. And um, so that was super exciting. But now I have the secret because they're like, you can keep a secret, right? Because they were going to show up. Their flight wasn't coming in until Sunday. We were going to Hollywood Studios on Sunday. So they were going to be at the hotel waiting for us to get off the bus. So we would have got off the bus from Hollywood Studios and they would have been standing there in case he would have lost his crap, right? Right. It was going to be the best surprise ever. So now all of a sudden we have a positive kid. I have the secret that I know more family is coming. We've got other family. What are we going to do? everything's running through my head. So I call Casey because he was still picking up kids. And we were on the phone about that time. And Jill's like, I have, I have to go. I I have to talk to some people. I'm not sure what to do. And I was like, go, go. (laughs) Yeah. So I call Casey. Casey comes home. He goes and sees Kale. This is where the chaos begins. Right. And he says to Kale, um, you're going to have to quarantine in your room because you're positive. And Kale's like, what? I feel fine. And Casey was like, I know. But you're positive. So hang out in your room. I'm, I, I don't know right now what's going to happen. And Kale, who is, you know, kind of our black and white, um, looked at Casey and said, have a great cruise, Dad. And that could bring me to tears right there, that he is like such, such a, a man about it and whatever. And he was like, just go and have a good time. Have a good cruise. And later on, he kind of confessed to me. He was like, I had a feeling something was going to happen. There was no way that all 14, 16, 18 or whatever of us, like I had a feeling something was going to happen. And of course it's me. And he's like, you know, I just kind of had a feeling. And I was like, okay. So by Disney standards, we had a positive in our house. None of us should go. Um, But could we have potentially finagled, twisted, whatever? I mean, those thoughts were running through our head, being honest. Those I mean, this is your wedding. Our head. You've you've planned it. You've got right. dresses. You've got cakes and flowers, and I'm just, yeah. there's just so much. So we're also sitting in limbo though because there's test results we haven't had come back. Well, try to make a long story short. Everybody else tested negative, and then finally Tori's test came back, and Tori was also positive. So now we have two kids who are posi- who have tested positive, and she also felt fine, no symptoms, everything else. It's great. So um, at like 7 8 o'clock at night we're going through the chaos of what what do we do and i'm texting with casey's brother-in-law david and i'm like um we now have two positive test results um you know what do we do and i wanted you to know well casey's talking to his dad because obviously we're continuing the chains and everybody's on the phone and at that point casey's dad lets the cat out of the bag that David and Holly were coming to surprise us. So he's like, wow, that is amazing surprise. It sucks that it got ruined. And um, again, trying to make a long story short, David and Holly and their family had pulled some strings in the last minute to be able to go, so they did. And then 
um, Casey's parents decided that because Holly and David were still going, they're going to go. Tracy and I had already had this discussion a while ago yes, because we, she had prepped James for months about going on Mickey's big boat. We we had Jill and I had figured this out long before I even had COVID. Because um, I said I need Plan A's, B's, C's, and all of the things. We're planners. This we, is what I we need do. to know what I'm going to do at any instance. If this happens, this is what we're doing. If this happens, this is what we're doing. And I said if we get you know, a negative test, obviously, then him and I would not fly out. If he got a negative test, we would not even fly out. If a positive test. A positive test. I'm yes. sorry, a positive test. If James was positive, you positive, would not leave town. We would not even leave town. We would just save our um, flights for another time and I would cancel and right. get the money back um, for COVID rules. But if he was positive and we got... Um, if it was negative. Or, I'm sorry, negative, and we got all the way to the port. To the boat. And everybody's in there and anybody tested positive from Jill's group and they decided not to go. I said, at that point, if James tested negative, we are getting on the boat. Right. Because I can't get him all the way there and then tell this three-year-old. He's seen the boat. He can't go on the boat. And then I prepped her. I said, if he were to be at the port. And be positive. And be positive. We are telling him that the boat is broken and he and I are going back to a hotel because now we've got a quarantine or do whatever. And that's the biggest question that I wonder how everybody deals with because um, a little bit of the back end of the story. But it was not going to be his um, fault. That's what I was Yes, right, exactly. Yeah, James didn't need to know that he was sick or he was the problem or whatever. You know, who knows what symptoms will or will not show up at that point in time because with everybody being vaccinated, well, he's not vaccinated, but with most of us being vaccinated. But he had had it in the fall. So Right. So, um a lot of people had to cancel this cruise. I mean, I, I'm in a Facebook group with people who are all going on this cruise. And there were so many people who said, we pre-tested and we can't go. We had to cancel. We, you know, we're, we're moving our date two, three, four right. weeks, whatever it is. Were just and we were in the terminal and we saw the ones that said, you know, versus proceed to terminal next to your reservation number that said, yep. see the health professionals at the tent. So, cause you know, and, then, and how disheartening. And then what do you do? You're supposed to be on a boat. For five days, so instead you go quarantine in a hotel room for five days and use your plane flight to go home. And then when you're in a hotel, like, is it just room service? Are you Uber eating? Like, how do you even get food? Like, you don't have a car? Like, that would be the most hardest thing ever. At least we found out before we left Phoenix and and tried to decide what to do. Um, So um, we, at that point, had to decide to cancel our cruise. Um, Like I said, Tracy went. Um, Casey's parents went. Yes. And in case you didn't know, about three hours later in that night, and I did, I knew Jill was getting positives on her side, and I just texted her and I said, just to let you know, James was negative tonight. Yeah. You know? So I kept her abreast without being like, woohoo, we're going about Because but yeah. I could see that this side was falling apart, and the whole point of us going on the cruise was for me to go to this wedding and James to be my date for the wedding. Right. So my trip was being altered was crumbly yeah too yeah. i mean yes it was still happening but it was not going to be the same thing anymore yeah so um at that evening trying to make plans and decide what to do i mean we've got the two younger boys who are heartbroken it was actually xander's birthday it was his 12th birthday and 
we didn't plan anything for Xander's birthday because we were supposed to be at Hollywood Studios the next day and then getting on a cruise. There was going to be more desserts than anybody. We don't want to buy a cake and have it be left over in the fridge while we were gone. And, you know, we had we had planned on keeping things really low key. We tried to clean out the fridge because we were going to be gone for a week. So like, hey, we're going to celebrate you at Disney. That's right. I mean, I told him, I was like, we're going to get your birthday button and you're going to wear it and it's going to be cool. Um, So we had prepped him for that. And I mean, he had gotten a few presents for the, you know, some for the trip, some not. But um, anyway, so he's sitting here like in. He's probably the most emotional of, of Casey's kids. I like can, you know, show the most emotion. And at one point, you know, he was teary eyed and he was like, you know, my birthday is ruined. Like the trip is canceled. And I was like, I'm sorry, this sucks, buddy. We just, we got to figure it out. So, um, whether it be right or whether it be wrong, um, I didn't post a lot about it on social media. Cause I know that a lot of people have opinions and I will be honest about the decisions that we made on this podcast. Um, because everybody has a different level of how they feel about the current state of COVID. Right. Um, so with all of us, me, Casey and his two kids and the best man also tested negative. Um, we decided that, um, the five of us would continue on to Disney world. We left Tori and Kale at home with their positive tests. We filled up the fridge and freezer with plenty of junk food to keep them happy while we were gone. They um, are old enough with a uh, grandma just down the road. Well, that's just it. Grandma and grandpa down Kale the is road. 16, so he is definitely able to take yeah. care of himself. Tori is almost 12, but a very mature 12. Um, and my parents live two miles down the road and they checked in physically every evening with pizza or in and out burger. Or um, I think when they did they brought Burger King. Away. Yeah, they and were. They, yeah, they were. Both both kids have phones. Um, they were a phone call away. Um, Casey and I checked in. They had a catered multiple times. They catered quarantine. Yeah. Um, Casey and I checked in um, multiple times um, a day to make sure that they were okay. Did they need anything? Obviously, we spoiled them with treats when we came home. And um, my parents obviously decided not to go. My brother decided not to go um, on the trip. And Disney was great. We got full refunds for the cruise. It came back in about seven days. Um, I was able to get online and book new hotels. Full refund for the wedding. Um, yeah, full refund for the wedding. Absolutely no Because the wedding problems. was a separate cost on top of that for being on the cruise. So right. all something, of that was refunded. Something interesting we can talk about when we talk about planning your Disney Cruise Line wedding that I found interesting is obviously if you book a Disney fairy tale wedding at Disney World, you are paying for the space, whether it be the ceremony space, the... the um, um, reception space, um, potentially food, alcohol, whatever you're, you're catering and all of that. Disney has pre-packaged for Disney Cruise Line, they have pre-packaged weddings. And again, what I find interesting is they charge it to your stateroom. So where our stateroom for the two of us cost around $2,200, um, we booked a, a $4,500 wedding package that just got added to our stateroom cost. So when we were paying off our stateroom, we had that, you know, the 22 went to 67 um for our room because that covered um, all the bits of the wedding and anything else we added was immediately charged to the room or, right. or paid for at that time so um again details we can go into later but so when the full refund process it obviously included the wedding included everything else and we we started seeing refunds come back seven days later so um with everybody 
not showing any symptoms. Um, you know, obviously when you fly, you have to mask up. Um, there are no temperature checks or anything at Disney World. Um, and everybody continued to show no symptoms. So you have to mask in line and in, indoors. That's right. You I know Disney's mask, yeah, Disney's mask policies have changed since then. But while we were there, it was, unless you were directly outdoors, you needed to mask up. The second you walked into a hallway, even if it was an open air hallway, you had to mask up. So we figured because we all tested negative um, and, you know, we, we decided to, to go and not ruin the, the you know, plans for the, the younger boys. And so we went and we had a great trip for five days. So um, for parks, I was able to book 24 hours out. Um, an extended hotel at All Star Music, we were able to book uh, 24 hours out. We kept all of our same flights there and our same flights home. Um, you know, the family that was still going on the, tr on the cruise flew on our same plane. Um, they went on the cruise. Everybody tested negative. They all went on their boat. They went fine. Tracy yeah. and James, the, everything the, went the fine. Next morning, the next um, morning, we, for the cruise, because we went to Magic Kingdom for one day, and I don't know if we want to dive into to all of those things, but uh, the next day when we were going on the cruise, I went with Casey's parents and Casey's sister and her family, and we all got in a transport and went to the ship together. And then you know, kind of rooted for each other as we waited for the test results. Right. And I had, James and I had to go through a totally different um, route when you got in there because if you had a waiver, they waiver, they put you around another side mm -hmm. where you did a different thing um, and then took everybody else a different way. But then we just tested and waited for James. And when we got cleared, that was um, a relief and also a sadness. I mean, because it was, um, I was getting on the boat, but it wasn't for the wedding and I wasn't doing it with my friend and it, w and it was, yes, I had Casey's parents who I didn't know much right before, other than hel saying hello at the official wedding that you right. had had. Um, and his sister and all of them. I didn't know any of the people, You're but kind of meeting everybody they fresh, were, they so were kind knew. and it was nice that we actually were able to eat dinner together so that James and I didn't have to sit at a table all alone each evening at dinner. Um, but other than that, it was literally James and I doing this vacation together, which in and of itself was an amazing experience for him and I to do it that way. It was just odd because that wasn't the plan. Right. So the whole time... Sometimes it's hard not to lament to what could have been when you, you, you know what could have, should have been happening... But enjoy what is happening. And we and I did my absolute best. And James, he literally had no idea anything was different. He didn't necessarily know we were going to be for a wedding. Other than that Jill was supposed to be there. Right. Yeah. That's what I said. Except that. Because when you were texting me. Because something kind of cool. We'll talk about Disney Cruise Line. Um, you can text on the Disney Cruise Line app um, when you're connected to ship Wi-Fi. But things have been changed a little bit. That apparently Apple messaging works kind of like flying on Southwest. Correct. Apple messaging still works on the boat. So Tracy and I weren't able to talk or send pictures. It was pure raw text, but we could at least keep in contact through text message right. the whole time about how is the cruise going? How is your trip going? How are the kids at home doing? You know, we were yeah, able to. Yeah, you know, to... and I'm trying to be sensitive not to be like, we're doing all of this we're having on the so trip. much fun. And of course, I'm doing all toddler things. So I think that helped. It's not like I'm in the clubs or I'm having yeah. a drink or you know, yeah. I had no alcoholic beverages on this trip because yeah. I'm with the three-year-old. Yeah. And um, yeah, did I have times? Yes, there were times he was in the kids' club, but it just wasn't 
Yeah. And, and the necessity for me to just sit and drink a drink by myself. Right. Right. So, there was kind of nobody you know, to celebrate Yeah, I just went with. and got my Diet Coke off the, the free machine. Yeah, why not? Uh, so... It was it was nice that I was able to text because at least I could text. Um, you know, I was texting my friend Veronica. I was texting Jill. I was texting Alex Lester, um, sure. about James. Yeah. And I was texting Lester. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was not texting Alex because she has an Android. Yes. I was texting Lester to text. Send this to Alex. Right. <laughs> because I had to have her you know, pass it on. I think Jessica, my friend from work. Um, you know, so I had different texts from different people, but um, and th- and that was nice. To, to have, feel like I had some connection there, yeah. especially when he was at the kids club and I could text a little bit. But, um, you know, James literally was living his best cruise life. <laughs> that kid had no clue anything wasn't exactly how it was supposed to be, that this whole trip wasn't exactly 100% about him right? <laughs> and everything that he wanted to do at any time. Um, and so <laughs> he had the best time. So I cannot say enough about how great the cruise was. Minus the missing factors. But it would have been nice to have yes. the friends. And he, of course, he would have enjoyed it too because he loves all the other kids and he right. loves Jill. and Because right. we had um, planned, obviously, yeah. that Tori was going to be with him in the club at some point in time, that they were going to be able to have fun together. And, you know, I hang out with James enough that he, he knew. And it was really funny because a couple of times Tracy's texting me and James must have said, you know, who are you texting? I'm texting Jill. Send her a pizza emoji. So I kept getting pizza emojis. Yes, he, he really was into sending pizza emojis to people. Or let me send this one. Can I push a few more? And then he'd pick other things and, other and send them back. Yeah. <laughs> so emojis worked through the texting system. So one time he sent me pizza and I sent him a lollipop and popcorn and an ice cream cone. So I was like, here's some snacks for James. <laughs> and then he really liked that that she, she sent him back. So, you know, again, I don't know how much we want to go into like cruising with a toddler alone, but I don't know how some like single mamas go with like multiple toddlers because <laughs> you know, if, especially if like, cause everybody was like, I can't believe you left Max at home and you didn't take him. And I was like, well, I was supposed to be there for a wedding first right. of all. And how do I be in the wedding and manage James can sit and, and kind of follow yes. direction. Max is a little more like, ah, I'm going to get up. Be squirrely. And then, of course, Max couldn't go to any of the kids' clubs or anything. Right, because he's Because too... he's not potty trained. And they did not, while we were on the ship, they did not have anybody in the... the small world nursery. Small world taking care of, of little kids. So, um, I'm not sure he would have had the most fun because the only thing he could have done was the splash pad. And I couldn't do the pools with James or the slides with James if I had Max him in the yeah. thing. And so... It, it really worked it, out for the best. It would not have been... A great time for all if the three of us would have been on there. Right. We, w- we needed a, another adult so that two adults could watch two kids yes. in two different areas. Right. So, I mean, that part, like, totally worked out. But we can't. I mean, we haven't talked to everybody in a long time. And so, you know, we're, we're not necessarily talking business or, you know, all of those things right now. Right. But this is our, our life. So, um, things that were, were different about the cruise food. First of all, what I was able to confirm through the group that I was in um, where the uh, Disney Dream normally averages around 4,000 passengers a cruise. I believe they can hold a max of 4,500 in a full capacity situation, but um, a combination of them, um, social distancing, and also um, COVID situations like my own, um, there were only 1,022 guests on board. And 
the crew hovered somewhere around 1200 so there was legit more than one cast member for every person yes. on yes. the boat obviously everybody has different duties but um so there was that something else interesting so i had said that it the, definitely was um interesting to see apocalyptic you know, not very situations. Full. And, and i wouldn't say it that way but there you know, you could easily find lots of lounge chairs. You could yep. easily no get in the pool. For... There was not a long wait at the aqueduct. I mean, the the only thing I saw that did happen is uh, because they blocked off every other row in the theater sure. um, for seating, is that the theater would get full. Okay. So they would mark it and, you know, it says theaters at capacity. But... Because of that, what they did is like when they had the Beauty and the Beast show, mm -hmm. they showed it two nights in a row. Yes. So that everybody had an opportunity to go to one of the four times yes. and see it. I've heard that too. There's not four different shows like normally there would be. Um, there were two shows, Beauty and the Beast showing twice. They had what, which Believe? They showed a movie one night. And then one and night then they showed Believe. a movie. And Believe uh, was the last yeah. night. So the first and second night of the cruise, there was Beauty and the Beast. They right. showed a, a movie. Um, was it Encanto? Did you yes, say? It was okay, Encanto. they showed Encanto, and then um, they had Believe on on the last night. So, and I did hear you can confirm for this or not because I wasn't there, but that Believe they had three showings. There was like an early before dinner showing, and then there was the I think during, I believe so. Then there yes. was the during uh, early seating or main seating, and then there was another. The third showing was during the late dining seating. Because normally there's just dinner and then you go to a show or you see the show and then you go to dinner right. depending on if you're main or late dining correct so okay i had heard that too so um and then we know from previous experiences they always stream it into your stateroom so if you correct. couldn't go sit in theater you can always watch you could it. have gone to your room mm -hmm. and watched it there um so talk to us about the difference um in kids club i know you haven't had to use the kids club for many years with alex obviously I, but no i never used it alex was 13 by the time we first went on so she time. checked herself in all right so from what I know previously, um, since the advent of magic bands, the kids were given a magic band to wear, and then they scanned the magic band when they go into the club. So they knew that they were there. And it was literally like baby Lojack, because I remember going to pick up Tori, and they could, you know, type in her, and then they would say, oh, she's in the Toy Story room. So they could tell by where her magic band was located in the club where I could go to pick her up. Yeah, I, they never announced it out loud, but... I know that there was like Oceaneers Club and Oceaneers Lab, and I think right. they used to be separated by age, but now they all are the same. Right Since now, the time that Tori went, they were always connected. Okay, so it's like three to twelve in there. Right. Okay, but there so, are areas like the Tinkerbell area, whatever. That obviously the twelve-year-olds are not going to go sit in there and doodle and draw and color, like so. You know, yeah, yeah. There probably are areas that are more to one age versus the other, but yeah. it's all interconnected and sure. through the back because we did go walk through during right. the preview the preview time just so we he could go see it and whatever get accustomed and be like oh yeah i want to come back here but it was interesting because you always checked in at the furthest one down which i think was the lab okay yep. and you always checked in there and you always picked up at the club okay so they kind of had a rotate yeah. through that way but when i would come to pick up they would say okay we'll go get james you know and they look on the computer so i know yeah. that they were seeing something right they were bringing him to you though yes where before they would allow one adult to go in and gather the child oh yeah no so i would actually walk in they said oh she's in the toy story room or she's in you know the 
In fact, I tried to take a picture of him washing his hands because they have these cool little hand washing. Oh yeah, they're so cool. They shoot him. They put their arms in, and it just shoots the soap and water all over him and sanitizer. And uh, they're like, "Oh no, we don't allow any pictures in the club." And even though there were nobody there, whatever, they stick to that. And I was like, "Oh, okay, no problem." I was just going to get him washing his hands. And they're like, "You can do that during open time, but not here." And I was like, "Oh, it's not a big deal." Um, And so they wash their hands going in. They wash their hands going out. They have to have masks on the entire time. He did have one mask break and then they put on a, a blue mask for him that they twisted and made smaller. Mm-hmm. And so then the next times from there on, I sent extra masks with him okay. just in case his were to break. And they did different things. Like they had one night, they had the pillowcases. Yep. Oh, did they he do color. that? Um, he didn't get to color on his, but he had his pillowcase. I think he was busy doing other stuff. Okay. And that was always then, one of his favorites. Um, they got a backpack one night. He made slime a couple times. He yep. made flubber. Yep. He um, drew pictures of Mickey Mouse. I mean, he played games and oh yeah, drove Mario and drove the Millennium Falcon. Yep. He, I mean, he just did so many things. He loved it. Yeah. So something <coughs> new for the clubs is that you actually had to make a reservation for a time for him to yes. go. So even though the ship was only technically because I don't know how it was guest full. To come and go as you please. That was it. Yeah. I mean, I so obviously never they could only have so many in at a time. I'm guessing, yeah, because of COVID or social distancing. Um, but I never took Tori to the club that they said, "I'm sorry, we're full." So yeah. when we were you know, there, there, I don't know if there were limits at that point in time, and and I just yeah. had never experienced the, the max out because we had even gone on a like July. It was just right post July Fourth, like July seventh. We got on a a seven night once. So you would think the heart of July 4th, right? Like the ship was full, um, you know, plenty of kids. Um, and I can't say that I ever took her to the club that she was, that we were turned away because like, I'm I'm sorry, we, you know, you're gonna have to wait for some kids to leave before we can take them in. So that was previous. So what did you have to do? This time you had to book, um, times. And if it was a port day, it was an hour and a half slot. And if it was, a dis like the sea? sea day and must have been castaway day you could do two and a half hours okay because it was that's disney related or or maybe it was nassau because on castaway they would be half of their people are out at the island the club that would make sense so anyway but it was either an hour and a half time slot or two and a half hour time slot and i don't remember but some of the day two of the days were one way and two of the days were the other way okay. um so the first day, I, they were like, do you want to sign up? You can do it by the app. And I just signed up right at the, the table with them. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And so um, I picked a time that was after dinner, but you know, it was an hour and a half, but it still gave us time for the show or whatever. So that's what we did. And he was super excited. He did it and he loved it. And I was like, okay, that's a good test. So then I went on the app and I booked times for the next two days. And then there was one day that he... It might have been the sea day. I think it was the sea day. Um, so for the um, castaway day, we did just one time because we went to the beach. And then on the sea day, he actually, after he did his morning time, I said, can we get, do another time after dinner? Because he loved it so much. And I yeah. figured I could pack sure. and put everything out Smart, while he yeah. was there. And they said yes, because nobody had booked it. So sure. that was good. Yeah. So I think it worked out really well that you could schedule your time. She knew when your kids club time was. So something different that, you know, 
kind of advent of COVID times of just, I'm assuming they're just trying to prevent um, kids from being in there too long, uh, that they have to make these appointments now. But Well, I think it's to give everybody time slots available so everybody gets time to use. But of course, if I we used them in the morning and then they still had appointments at night, nobody had taken it. Was there a I, limit? I think they were doing that. On the app, I could only pick. It looked like one per day. Wow. But when you went there, then you could add a, additional ones. But okay. I think it was kind of as needed. But again, when there's only a thousand people on there, of course they want their you know if, you know kids have fun and you know they're not right. Gonna turn but people there away. are probably kids that don't want to go that are scared sure. to go by themselves. There are kids that are, are spending time with their family that they're all up at the pool together and whatever. Sure. But I mean, James can only do so much pool time, and right. then he want he needs to run and play and have some activity. So I'm so glad that he liked the kids club. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I could run him around deck or, or things right. like that. But the kids club really is fun for him because it's interactive. Did you guys try to play putt-putt at all? I think you would have had some fun. No, I totally didn't even think about that. And, yeah. of course, you know, there's never enough time to do everything right. on on the cruise ship. Right. So. Right. So, um, thinking about that, like, there were times, especially when Tori was younger, that I would go to pick her up. And she would give me the, the hand wave. Go away, Mom. Don't come get me. Go away. And there were times that I walked out of the club and said, um, she's not ready to go yet. So I'll see you in an hour. And the people are like, okay. So something that's interesting though, yeah. because if James didn't want to go, I wonder if you could have said, he'd really like to stay. Do you have availability next hour? They're like, sure, leave him. Or, you know, I'm sorry, next yeah, hour is booked up. The, a lot of times though, I did plan it specifically. Like if it was after dinner, you were going it, for a reason. we were going to go for dinner. Uh, sure. Or, you know, it was late. And yeah, it was there was to a go reason to, bed, to, leave. to right. leave. Right. Or we needed to go, go to dinner. Play go that play I had told or... him, hey, after Kids Club, we'll go do the midship detective, detective agency, agency sure. which is a little scavenger hunt thing around yeah. the ship. And he really enjoyed that. You know, so there were things that we we planned to do. So it worked out really well. And, you know, I managed around those. Or we needed to do pool or lunch or, sure. you know. Yeah. So there was a reason to go, hey, we're going to go get food right now. So there was a mission. It wasn't like, hey, we're leaving. Yeah. And he was no. always so excited to go in. Yeah. And he was always so happy to leave because he knew we were doing things. Right. It wasn't like he was leaving to just go sit in the cabin. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We had we had plans. Yeah, we of course. So. Um, talking to um, the in-laws and uh, on both sets, the, the brother-in-law and sister-in-law and um, also his parents. Um, you know, this is just me. Again, the Uber planner. I did not prep them on a, as, as much as I would have if I knew that they were going on this vacation alone. Because right, like I a thought, travel client. You would have given right. them a lot more information but you thought you'd be there I thought I would be there to take them here take them there walk them over here walk them over there I thought we were going to be doing all the things together so it was a little bit hard kind of sending them on this trip being like good luck you know and obviously they could text us um, whenever they wanted to but I I think they a little bit like and they did know I was there yes they if something came down and they needed help I was on that ship with them because obviously we had linked all of our reservations together so all of us would have been sat in the general vicinity um, for dinner rotation Um, you know if all of us would have been there so of course you guys all still were were together, yes. which is great that that was able to happen. So at and least James every really evening, enjoyed that too. Yeah, that again. And I think it Casey's parents, like I said, really oh, enjoyed yeah, James. They did. Um, so uh, I I've been slacking, I guess, because it comes up at in in inopportune times or whatever. But um, 
you'll be receiving a card in the mail from Casey's mom, like oh. just thanking you for, you know, oh. being there. And I don't know what else it says, but she does I, the she stamping took, up. She took some amazing she, pictures um, of James because she was across the table from yeah. us at like dinners and stuff. So I need to get a hold of those too. Yeah. So you'll have that. And then I can too, I can have her obviously airdrop them to me. And then next yeah. time I see you, I can airdrop to you. But um, I know that they, but he they was really just silly with them. And, you know, he knew they were too. grandparent yeah. people. Right. So <laughs> he's like, I like grandparent people. But, um, so, but talking to them, because obviously after our Disney World trip, um, which, you know, we can dive in a little bit more about that because we had some yeah. different experiences. But um, after our Disney World trip, everybody was still on the same flight home. We had talked about changing our flights to come home early. We were only going to do four like, days Like, literally park. all of us. Like, even James and I were to be on the same flight home with right. the entire family. There were... The four Dixon in-law uh, siblings, and then um, and kids, um, nieces and nephews, and then there was his parents, and then there was. And you it and originally, James. would have been all the ones that were supposed to be on that flight that had to cancel too. Well, well right, we were all supposed to be on the same flight home. There were going to be eighteen of us. I'm sorry, plus four. There would have been twenty-two of us on the flight home. Which is so surprising. Altogether. Why at the end they didn't have enough room on that one because so many people did not show up. Right. Yeah, I because yeah. it's not like they canceled yeah. those flights, right? Well, no, no, we did. Oh, you I did, did actually cancel, yeah. go in and cancel so, your yeah. parents. So, and stuff? okay, um, uh, man, let me tell you, in the twenty-four hours between when we got our first pot, let's just say that Kale's first test result, we found it at five thirty. It was around. It was that evening, time. yeah. But let's just say five thirty, and it was we about were, the time James was actually having his test done. We were getting on a plane at five thirty on Saturday. Saturday. So in the twenty-four hours between Friday and Saturday, when we were getting on the plane at five thirty, I, and and most of it started to happen in the morning. But I had to get well, a hold of our travel agent. Let's be clear, real quick. The reason why we, we pre-tested is because you've got. All the kids in three different schools. You've got people that oh, work. Yeah. You've got people that teach. And, and even just James and Alex alone. James goes to preschool. Max goes to daycare. Alex is a teacher. Yes. I mean, there are, there's the potential. But we're, again, not living in fear. We just take things as right. we can. We plan the best we can and do yes. the best with what, what happens. Right. And that's why I, I, I talk about my Disney World trip. And like I said, I, I said it a little bit at the beginning. But I'll I'll say a little bit more right now. But I, I hope that everybody will be kind of our situation and the choices that we chose to make as a family because I do see people, um, again, say it as nice as I can, standing on their soapbox on Facebook judging the choices that people make for their lives. Um, I do understand that my family could have been spreading COVID. We had two positive kids in our house. Kale is not the touchy-feely type at all, but Tori is she is my daughter but here's the She's other thing. again you're at disney well but let's you talk. are wearing your mask you are not standing right up in somebody's face we're st still distancing we're not sitting at tables with other people there's yes. sanitizer everywhere i mean we were so very careful we're still we were cognizant living lives right. we were not sick and let me also say that the two kids who stayed home did not have one symptom thank you jesus yeah but they did not have one symptom. So as we checked in with them daily, how are you feeling? They're like, we're fine. fine. We're bored. Not yeah. I've been in my, I mean, what's really funny is Tori stayed in her room. And Which down the makes hall. me wonder because Jill had had a cold go through her household in late December that we thought was just a cold. This was before we knew about Omicron and how it 
its symptoms were more cold-like. Right. Which I said, I wonder if what Tori had around Christmas and what Kale had was COVID. COVID. And they're, they're in that period like I was. Where you were testing still testing positive, positive. for 60 to 90 yeah. days. We, we have no idea. And there's no way Because nobody else that. got sick after them. Nobody got nobody sick. Nobody else in the well, whole family. Well, and again, being honest, nobody's testing because we're not doing anything. We're not going anywhere. But nobody, nobody was symptoms. sick. Right. right. Kale and Tori didn't have any symptoms. And when they were sick right before Christmas, is it possible that that's what it was? And they were still testing positive. Like you were kind of showing. That I was still. We don't yeah. know. You, we don't know with this. And I think this is just, again, my own personal opinion. And everybody, I respect everybody's choice in how they choose to handle COVID and treat COVID in their lives or whatever. But, um, at some point, um, 18 months later two two years later, almost, um, at some point you have to choose to live and support our economy and go have a job and work and not be fearful. My husband, um, through the whole, uh, the extreme of COVID, I don't know what word to use through the, the highest heightened of 20, 20 and into 21 of COVID, he was an air conditioning repairman. So he had to go into people's houses every day to fix their air conditioners. And he obviously is an essential worker. He believes that he had that the family ripped through COVID in about January of 2020 before people knew what we were looking Mm -hmm. for, right? Because there was a time where they were so sick. And of course, nobody knew to quarantine. And my husband is one that he has to work. He works. So he continued to go to work at the time he worked in the office at the early parts, but he would, he went to work sick because that's what he did. Cold, flu, whatever. I'm here to work. I'm doing my job, you know, and and he was needed um, in his position. So he did that. Then he went back into the field um, in about, you know, um, March of, of COVID times. Um, and again, he had to go into people's houses and obviously they masked up, shooed up, gloved up. They did everything that they could to keep themselves safe and their customers safe. And hopefully the customers did the same. There was this you know, yeah. distancing. Like I said, so, we, the, the world has kind of been stretching the boundaries and stretching them. And we're getting to the point now, like even Disney has pulled back no more mask requirements. You can wear them if you want. It's not required inside, outside. If you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated. Yes. Anymore. We are all vaccinated. We are doing our part. We're, you know, I, I have to wait for the booster still a little bit longer because I am I think I'm supposed to wait 60, 90 days after. After you've had it. Yeah. So, you've had it. yeah. So, um, I figure I'll get it when I get my second, um, no, my shingles? shingles shot. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I'm an old lady. <laughs> but so anyways, yeah. So like I said, I, I hope I hope people will be kind. I didn't post too much on Facebook about it because, you know, people can have they have the right to their opinion, but sometimes they want you to always believe your opinion. So we did what was best for our family. We were as safe and respectful of everybody as we could be in the situation. And like I said, nobody got sick. Nobody shared the sickness. And Kale and Tori both had no symptoms, so they very well could be, like you said, Fu, on the other side of it, where if we would have, you know, Tracy brings this up, but it's too late, right? We should have tested, like, January 1st, January 2nd. Right. We should have tested. But at that point, we didn't didn't know know, about the waiver. We didn't know about the 90-day recovery status. Until Jill had logged in that day, we had no clue. A tip to all of you who maybe are planning a cruise and are worried about this, because I know that there's a lot of people who are still concerned because they don't want to get turned away at the port. They don't want to, you know, have to make plans, change plans, because obviously things like taking time off for vacation and everything else, you want things to work out. I want, really wanted my wedding. I have a 
blue wedding dress hanging in the closet that up until recently I wasn't really sure what was going to happen right. with it because we canceled, but again, when do you do it? And, you know, we had this grand plan. We were going to get married on 2 2 We were going to have the most awesome wedding day <laughs> date ever, even though technically we were married on October 16th, which is... Now my official anniversary date, October 16th. Yeah. I'm like, eh, okay, it's October 16th now. Because why celebrate it any other time, right? Yeah. Even though I didn't get to wear the big dress. So we're talking about a vow renewal in October of 23. So that'll give us 18 months. Those cruises have not yet been released yet. So we're waiting for that to happen so we can book everybody. And I have a feeling it is going to be bigger and better and more amazing than this one would have been. And James will be ready. You know, oh my for gosh. For second one. And Max and to will show be ready. Max. That's right. So, and, um, so that's the plan that um, my daughter and James and Max will come with us. That's right. So that that will already be more people. Mm -hmm. um, Casey's parents thoroughly enjoyed their cruise. Um, they had never cruised before. And again, it's interesting to see certain shifts. Casey's parents are pretty conservative people financially and everything else. Um, they were like, why would we go sit on a boat for five days? I you know but this your wedding so this is what we'll do they'll do it because of us and you know we were talking to them this weekend and we said we've pretty much decided that we're going to go for fall break um in october because casey has his kids for fall right. break and you know they get two weeks now the way they do the year-round schooling here you get two weeks for fall break so we can definitely book it at that point in time and casey's parents are all just tell us when to sign up that's right and you know previous to this trip they're like whoa if that's what you really want to do right Holly and David are like, bing, set us up. That's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, Casey's brother in Utah, um, which he has three daughters who are all little princesses. They don't always behave like little princesses, but they're little princesses. And um, they're on board 100%. 18 months, we can plan this out. This is good, you know, because I think the way we did it, we gave everybody like six to eight months. We thought that was enough. Um, apparently it kind of wasn't, but now other people have gone and, you know, and now and they're telling how fun it was. Exactly. Yeah. So they're going, um, his, so oldest, that, that was a plus of it. Yeah. That those other people went so that now yep. when the wedding part, his oldest yeah. brother is going to be free and clear and retired from the army. Mm -hmm. So there will be nothing stopping him from going. And he's got a, a female friend at this point, which, you nice. know, what happens there, maybe they will go together. Um, so it's Casey's youngest sister, um, who is on the fence right now. Um, and they're, they're going to do a, a, a carnival cruise in between. They're like, well, we'll try carnival out of LA and, and see how we feel about cruising. And I'm like, you're going to go on the Motel 6 of Cruise Lines to find out if you want to go on Disney with us? What? Yeah. But All right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Carnival has its place, but I just think it's funny that they're going to try Carnival to see if they want to go with us. And I'm like, dude, it's night and day. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different. It's a, just a little bit different. Um, so anyways, hopefully, and I'm spreading the word to other people like Tiffany, because mm -hmm. I'm um, going to be a part of Tiffany's wedding on April 1st. And I really wanted her to go on this trip and... Um, it just didn't work out for them because their wedding was so close and they're like really every dollar right now is going towards our wedding which you know I respect and understand right. but now that it's again 18 months down the road I've, I've thrown it out there and I was like of course you're welcome to come and she's like I, we're talking about it and I was like that's awesome that's awesome you're talking about it you know there was somebody else the other day day two I'm trying to remember who I was talking with um, I don't know one of my distant oh it was Jessica I was talking with Jessica oh. and I was like you guys need to get away in October and it's on Cameron's fall break or whatever, you know, you're welcome to come. I mean, it's a Disney cruise. So right. all I have to do is pay 
over over 18 16 or 18 people i have to look it up to give you a true number but over 16 or 18 guests um you pay 20 dollars per person for the champagne toast or cake sparkling or cider toast and then cake um if you're not doing any hors d'oeuvres or anything else so that's all that you would pay additional for so technically anybody who wants to be there you know a come book the cruise and now i'm a travel agent so i'm like i'll help you yeah just right you know so it could be bigger and better and you know we'll treat it as a vow renewal and i'll still get to wear my dress and um it means that i have to stay dress fit um for <laughs> so 18 it, months that's right for 18 months or or you know we, we gotta try right. gotta gotta maintain the shape the for feltness. that's right which is its own diet chaos right you know yeah, of that so food, food is always added chaos, but okay. So I mean, gosh, we're, should we talk about? We haven't to podcast a long time. Should we talk about my Disney World trip? Some of the things we did, or yeah, maybe you can talk about Genie Plus. I mean, I know I had my days with Genie Plus when I went um, in October, and I was not a huge fan of it. I don't, th- and I, maybe it's because I didn't know how to work it properly or whatever. But it just didn't seem to do much for me, and maybe it would have done better but i didn't do it when i was there with james james and i just got in lines and waited right okay so we flew in on saturday and then um on sunday was the day before everybody was getting on the boat or everybody was going to get on the boat so you went to magic kingdom with james and you guys had a nice day of doing nana james things and mostly kitty things and did you get pretty much everything done that you wanted to that day um i mean we missed a lot of things but i don't again he's young he doesn't know that something was missed he knows that something was happening at all times right did you so, see Country Bears? We did not see <gasps> Country Bears um, because I figured we were spending time in line for rides. I think he really was more wanting the rides. And we're going to sure. be back in October. Yeah, that's everybody. true. You are taking everybody back so, in October. Yeah, um, I was just we curious because like, you know it's we my did favorite. We did like the little, the, is it the Sky, the Goofy's Barnstormer? Oh, yes. We did that one. Goofy's we Barnstormer, did the roller coaster. Dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. And we did Dumbo late at night. And so they're like, you can ride again. And so James was like, yeah, we can go again. Yeah. And then we did the rocket ships. We did the people mover. Um, we did. And James also, he is potty trained, but also like um, I thought about doing Carousel of Progress and I was like, oh, it's kind of long. What if he has to go to the bathroom right in sure. the middle? So I didn't want to, you know, throw that wrench in it. Um, and then we did Buzz Lightyear and Small World mm-hmm. and Pirates. Yep. Haunted Mansion. Yep. So, I mean, we hit a lot of... Good. Yeah, yeah. Most a lot of, of things. things. And then we left at did you dinner. Did Ariel? Late lunch. Like late... Yes, we did Ariel. Okay. Late lunch, early dinner time and okay. Pooh. We did Pooh's Honey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seven Dwarfs. We, we, that line is always so long. No, we didn't. You? Okay. We didn't, no, no worries. We um, got on the monorail. Yep. And we rode over to the Contemporary and had like a late lunch dinner. It was like 3.30 or so. And because I was thinking about taking him back for a rest at the um, hotel. But I thought if I take him back and then it's three hours. And by the time we get back, it's going to be really late. Maybe I'll just, if he falls asleep in the stroller, I'll just push him around a little bit. And he did get a little sleepy. And I just tootled him around until he kind of, something's. Yeah. Startled him awake and then he was awake again. I was like, are you ready for another thing, bud? Yeah. Um, so he was tired that night. Yeah. He was ready for bed. But you bed. woke up for fireworks, right? I think I saw a TikTok. Oh, he was up for fireworks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, he fell asleep um, like shortly after our dinner. I think mm-hmm. he got a little bit of food in his belly yeah. and then was like, ah, I'm more. But um, that's what we used to do with Tori. We never went back for naps with Tori because she was such a good stroller sleeper yeah. that we could just 
pull the shade down and you know give her a little bit of privacy recline back her her stroller reclined so we reclined it back and she would just sleep so you know if me and dad wanted to ride something mom would sit with the sleeping stroller and then you know or we just walk around like you said yeah and then when she was ready to go again we we would just go and we felt like we saved time then instead of going back to the yeah like and that's what I did I was just happy to tootle around yeah. and just see it's the nice people and just back. and just meander slowly and walk you know and just kind of push him around a little bit while he yeah. He took a little snooze. That's good. So, so fun. So we um, had initially, when we thought we were going to go for one day, we decided that we were going to go to Hollywood Studios because we thought with all the teenagers and, you know, uh, almost, you know, preteen kids um, that the rides would be the most exciting. And Casey has a couple of kids who are avid Star Wars fans. So we definitely wanted Makes to get sense. them yeah. um, into uh, Star Wars land, uh, Batuu. So, um Galaxy's Edge, I guess. So that was the plan. But when the night happened and we saw kids start to test positive and then Casey's parents decided to still go, um, I said to them, I was like, you probably don't want to go to Hollywood Studios for your park day because they had bought their tickets. Why wouldn't they go, right? Um, I was going to guide them through. How, how do you get to your hotel? How do you, you know, I started working on all these things right. for them. Um, and because... Casey's mom has has had back surgery before, so she has to be kind of careful with her back. So I said to them, because Keith had never been to Disney World at all, Casey's dad, and um, Shelly had been to Epcot back, I think she said it was either late 80s or early 90s because um, a niece of hers was on a Make-A-Wish trip, and um, she happened to be, because she worked for the airline, she happened to be in the area, so she went and spent the day with them. And um, so she had been to Epcot, but I said, what about Epcot? I think there's more for you guys to wander around and see. And if you want to do rides, oh yeah, that sounds great. And I think Shelly felt a little familiar with that. So that would be good. So I changed their park reservations because in February, there was no problems with us switching parks, making park right. reservations. Nothing was blocked out. It was fine. So I was able to change their reservations to Epcot. So when we made the decision that we were going to go with the two youngest kids, the five of us were going to go, I said, well, if they're going to Epcot that day, we were talking about doing a four day, but we were looking at flights. It was actually more expensive for us to fly home on Thursday than to keep our flights the way that they were on Friday. And once you have like four day park hop or park, not park hoppers, one day tickets, um, to add like the next day was like $30. So Casey's like, we may as well just do five days at the park. So, um, because we were definitely going to all parks, I said, why don't we spend the day with Grandma and Grandpa at Epcot? And then we went Hollywood Studios the next day, Animal Kingdom, no, 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 Hollywood Studios the next day, Magic Kingdom, day three, um, Animal Kingdom, day four, and then day five, we waited to book once we had been to all four parks so that the kids could decide which one they liked the best. Or we were waiting to see what, you know, like if we could not knock out what we wanted to right. in Magic Kingdom, maybe we need to go back there. So we went to Epcot on the day with Casey's parents and that day was great. So we had not intended being seven of us. We had not intended on paying for any rides or Genie Plus or, or Lightning Lanes. We had we had not intended on doing any, any of that on the whole trip, but definitely not that day. We um, were staying at a Disney hotel, so we were able to get into the park 30 minutes early. And we went to Epcot. We were able to get all of Future World done by 1 o'clock. 
So we started off by going over on test track first, which we waited like 30 minutes for test track. We went to mission space, which we did first the green side. And the kids were like, that was nothing. Let's do orange. Okay. So we waited like 15 minutes and we did the extreme side of mission space. Then we went and did spaceship earth because we kind of worked our way around. They're constructing the center area where the fountain of nations um, was or taking that out. So you kind of walk around in either way. So to get say to the Nemo or Soren side from the test track side, you either have to walk through the World Showcase way or you have to walk back to the front of the parkway. So we went the front of the parkway, we rode Spaceship Earth, and then it kind of spits you out by Nemo. So we did Nemo and then we did Soren and then we did Living with the Land. We went over and did Figment. The kids played by the Jumping Fountains a little bit. And by one o'clock we were into World Showcase. So Casey's mom was just floored. She's like, I didn't even know there were rides here. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> but they were there on a Make-A-Wish trip. I don't know all the details of the situation. I didn't ask many, so I don't know if the child they were with was wheelchair bound or right. you know uh, what was going on. But she remembers walking through all the shops in World Showcase and maybe doing circle vision things. But she didn't even realize that there were rides. They she remembers walking through the aquarium didn't know there was a ride that went with the aquarium. So um, anyways, it was kind of cool again for me to be there and kind of walk them through all that. Um, so we were headed towards Ratatouille. That was the idea because that was the newest ride. Um, and as we were headed that way, it went down. We're like, oh, because we had like two hours until our lunch. Puppy oh, jingles. Puppy jingles. Welcome back. Um, we had two hours before our lunch reservation at Via Napoli. So we're going to go have pizza at Via Napoli. Casey loves pizza, so let's try the best Disney World pizza on property, is my opinion. Via Napoli. So um, we just kind of killed time between Canada, UK, France, because Ratatouille was down, went past America. By the time it was a little before 3 o'clock, we walked up. Hey, can we get set early? No problem. So we ate. And... By the time we got out of lunch, Ratatouille was still down. So we said, well, let's go bite the bullet on Frozen. Frozen was about an hour and a half wait. And I will tell you, we waited every minute of that hour and a half. And the Frozen line is torturous. Um, and standing, because so few people get on that ride at a time. It's so slow loading. And with us watching the Genie Plus people, they uh -huh. were loading easily one standby family for the rest of the boat being filled with lightning lane people because right. that one that one is a, a pay for right right so um that made that hour and a half super torturous because you would basically stand there until they loaded a new ride and then the line would move a little bit ahead and then you would stand there it wasn't like some of these rides that yeah. you just constantly keep walking so that really kind of knocked the wind out of ourselves oh and let's also talk about that we got through a lot. Um, the high that day was 58 degrees. So we're sure that, you know, a lot of maybe locals and stuff didn't come on a on a Sunday to the right. parks because it was so cold. But um, it was kind of nice to be yeah, in the parks and be cold. Yeah, it was unseasonably cool. That's right. It was those nice. Those days. So, so anyways, um, while we were in line for Frozen, um, Ratatouille came back up. We were kind of keeping tabs on it. So we said, okay, so once we're off of this ride, we can head over to Ratatouille and get in line. Well, by the time we got off Frozen through the time or whatever, it had gone down again. So we went and rode three Caballeros, or a Grand Fiesta tour, um, in Mexico and started walking back over towards Ratatouille, hoping that maybe it would open. Um, we went and sat in the and watched the American Adventure. And when we got out of American Adventure, Ratatouille was open, but it was only the wait time immediately jumped to two hours, which makes sense because between 
Lightning Lane people, and it had been down for so right. much of the day. Um, if we would have stood in line for it, we probably would not have gotten off before we saw Harmonious. I couldn't remember the name of the Epcot show. Um, so, and fireworks are very important to me. And I was like, we need to see Harmonious. And I've all day been talking about the fish and chips in the UK. So some of the family got funnel cakes at your favorite funnel cake stand. I and love funnel cakes. we went to, um, the UK and got fish and chips and we all kind of converged and just kind of sat, had a snack, waited for Harmonious, Bargemonious. Um, and we saw it and it was great. Casey's dad, best fireworks show I've ever seen. He loved it. It was um, great. I've seen it online. And went, eh? I saw it in person, and it touched me a lot more. It's definitely something, I think, when you're there. And I love fireworks, so. It is not Illuminations, but I'm glad something is there, and it was yeah. good. It was good. So, I did not stay and watch it while we were there, so I'll watch it the next time when we go. Yeah. So, anyways, that was our, our when we left there, um, we went back to the hotel and um, kind of, prepped those who were going to the cruise to be ready to go to the cruise. We switched rooms the next night. Uh, the next day we switched rooms. So everybody, we got everybody off to the cruise ship. Like Tracy said, they had ordered Mir's transport to take them directly there. Um, so they all got off on their merry way and we went and stood in line. Um, and we ended up going to Hollywood studios that next day. So we did not do Genie plus. Um, and we were able to get everything done in one day at Hollywood Studios without Genie Plus, except for Toy Story and Alien Swirling Saucers. We did not see Frozen, we did not see Beauty and the Beast, and we did not see the Indiana Jones stunt show, and we did not go to Muppet was 3D. Was Beauty and the Beast open when you were there? Yes. Okay. It was. Um, so, but of the big attractions, thinking about the kids, of the big attractions that were most important that you probably would have Genie plus we were able to get on standing in standby lines. We were there again, 30 minutes before park open, got right in line for Rise of the Resistance. Um, you know, at that point, we probably waited about an hour for it. Um, got off that, went right to Millennium Falcon. Um, then we went and bit the bullet for Slinky Dog, um, which probably was one of the longer waits of the day. Um, then we went and did Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, and let's see, we ate at, at in Toy Story Land. I think, again, it was a choice not to do um, Toy Story because the line was always hovering around an hour. And that was something that they had done at California Adventure. Right. So we were kind of trying to stick to the stuff that kind of hadn't been done. So um, we decided instead of doing Toy Story, we were going to go get in line for Rise of the Resistance again because we knew we could get on, you know, before the park closes or whatever, but the ride ended up going down after we were in line for 45 minutes. We sat and waited in line for about another 15 minutes and it was not coming back up. And at that point, we probably knew we were coming back to that park for the second day. Um, we just decided to go home. So it was right about park close anyways because they were doing the firework project or fire the projection show yeah. on, on the theater. Um, so we decided to kind of hopefully catch before too much hustle and bustle, um, of the, the, the show being over. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, we had a great day. I felt without Genie Plus on that day, we were able to do All the everything pretty much we wanted to do. If we would have gone and stood in line for Toy Story, we would have been able to ride it. And that late in night, we could have fit in Alien Swirling Saucers. We just skipped all the shows and 
Casey's Mr. Anti-Frozen Man. They might have probably would have liked Indiana Jones. We could have walked into that at any point yeah. in time if we wanted to. So we chose what we didn't do. Um, but we were able to do all the big things without Genie Plus. Okay. The next day we went to Magic Kingdom. And on Magic Kingdom morning, we woke up around 6.30. We wanted to make sure we were, you know, on a bus and there early. Um, and as we're laying in bed at around 6.30, I said to Casey, I wonder if we should try Genie Plus. There were only five of us. Um, you know, with Ryan, the three adults, two kids. Um, I was like, do you think it's worth the money? Should we try it? And he was like, Magic Kingdom has the most attractions. If there's a day we, we were going to try it, this is the one. And all the research that I have done had said there are two parks to use it at. And it's either Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom. And those are the two parks I used it at and could not get it right. to function so hopefully. we decided that we were going to do it. So I bought it around 640, uh, 645. And you can make your first reservation if you are staying at a Disney hotel at 7 a.m. So I had bought it ahead of time for all of us. So I knew that we would have it to use. And then in those 15 minutes before I could make my first reservation, I Googled what is the most important or, you know, what 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 uh, Genie Plus passes go the fastest. Um, so they said Jungle Cruise. I don't know if it's because of the new refurbishments. I don't know if it's because the ride is, uh, the line is kind of sucky to stand yeah. in because you just stand there and, you know, I, I I don't know. But they said that that was the one. So I told Casey, I said, okay, that's the first pass I'm going to go for because they say it goes the fastest. So at 7 a.m., I refreshed, went in to get my first Genie Plus, and I got Jungle Cruise. It said it was at 11.30. I was like, this is great. So I go to book it. By the time I go to the confirm screen, it had switched to 4.30, and I confirmed it. So our first Genie Plus was not available to use until 4.30. So that means that when the park opens at 9, that's when your two-hour ticker for your next pass starts ticking. So I set an alarm on my phone for 11 o'clock so that right at 11, if we were involved or whatever, I would know I could make my next fast pass. So we got into the parks immediately the line for seven dwarfs which is our goal is to do seven dwarfs first was wrapped all the way around the ride back by ariel and they were projecting around an hour and a half at that point and i'm looking at the times the ride times space mountain was only 30 minutes and that was the other lightning lane uh pat ride so i said to the kids i said even if we bite the bullet at the end of the night we can get on this ride I think we should try to see what we can knock out right now why the park is not as busy. So we got in line for Space Mountain. We did it in like 30 minutes. It was fine. And we kind of knocked out Tomorrowland. We did um, the rockets, which we were and able to the get The worst on. part, I mean, the nice thing was it was some cooler days still yes. a little bit. Oh, yes. It was, I mean, it was getting hotter by then. But that line, if it gets too long, you are standing in the sun. Yeah, and that's you're all standing it is. outside right. of the, the interior queue. Yeah. You are just for seven doors. being baked. Yeah. Especially later in the day. Yeah. Right. In the morning, it was like you said, cooler. But so we were able to do um, Space Mountain. We did the rocket rods, which I think I've only done once at Disney World because with Tori, you know, it is just not uh, important. We were able to do People Mover, which was exciting, especially for Casey, yep. who wrote it as a kid and hadn't ridden did it you in do a Carousel bazillion of years. We went and did Carousel of Progress, which I'm like, y'all ready? Because, you know, we're locking it in. And, did they think and that and was we hilarious? did. I mean, there were things that everybody laughed at, and, and we had fun. And Casey might have taken a 10 minute power nap somewhere in there. And I'm like, yeah. hey, it's my favorite ride. One of them. Um, we got in line for. Um, Buzz Lightyear, which that is another one that you can truly see the effect 
of Genie Plus yeah. while you were standing in line for it. It was a long we line. Are watching but we people. did it because I knew that James yeah. knew Buzz Lightyear and yeah. would enjoy it. And again, it was by the time we were in that line, it was evening. Yeah. So he, I got him a snack, and he yeah. stood in line and he ate a snack while right. we were. There was line. a period, though, where I don't know if it was just if the ride actually went down or if there were so many uh, Genie Plus people walking through at that exact time because there were periods where we stood there and stared at each other like, what the heck? And yeah. some people were getting out of line. That's how stagnant the line was. They were like, that's... And I was like, we just... We're here, unless we hear it's gone down, I think we just need to bite the bullet. And we wrote it, and it was fun, and it was great. Um, and then um, at that point, we're like, well, should we eat? So we went and ate at Columbia Harbor House, and it was right about 11 o'clock that my alarm went off to make our next Fast Pass. So we're sitting outside Haunted Mansion looking at a 90-minute wait on Haunted Mansion. And Haunted Mansion is one of my least favorite lines to stand in, also because it's yep. outside and... Sometimes it's chaotic because I kind of cattle call you. I think they fixed it by putting the back and force in there. But it can be a little torturous also. So um, I grabbed our next Fast Pass for Haunted Mansion. But that wasn't good until 4 o'clock. Okay, so now we have another two hours to wait. So I set an alarm for 1 o'clock. Okay, at 1 o'clock, I'll just jump through our, our lightning lanes. I booked Pirates of the Caribbean at 4.45. Okay, so then three o'clock rolls around. We still have not used a lightning lane yet, or a, a Genie Plus yet. A three o'clock rolls around, and I grabbed a fast pass for Ariel. So um, we went and stood in line for Big Thunder. Um, Splash Mountain was closed for refurbishment. We went and obviously saw the Country Bears, right. which they all laughed that this was like my favorite show ride. And I was like, let's do it again. And they were like, no, but we still made blood on the saddle jokes like uh-huh. the rest of the day. So um, when it came around time, four o'clock, we went and rode Haunted Mansion, which again, once you are in that lightning or that uh, Genie Plus lane, right. you walk right in. There we go. Ride the ride. Yep. Okay. Then we walked over and it was 445. And I said, let's do Pirates first before we do Jungle Cruise. So we kind of went bam, bam, bam. We went on Jungle Cruise. So we were able to just... Genie Plus, Genie Plus, Genie Plus. Um, When we got off there, it was time for Ariel. So we went in line for Ariel. And why we were in line for Ariel was when the next pass came available that I could book. So I booked it for Autopia because the whole time Xander's like, Autopia, Autopia. And I like it at Disneyland. I'm not as much of a fan at Disney World because the track seems so short at Disney World. At Disneyland, I feel like you really get adventure. Yeah. But um, he wanted to drive the cars. You know, it's a little kid's rite of passage. So I booked the fast pass for that because at that point there wasn't a whole lot left um, that we hadn't kind of done. So we did not get to touch Fantasyland at all. Um, We never got on Peter Pan. We never got on Small World. Those lightning lanes, or sorry, Genie Pluses were gone. Um, We didn't do Poo. And, you know, again, Poo is similar to California. Yeah. Peter Pan, yep. similar to California. Um, Small, world. Small World is better in California. Yeah. So, um, you know, Carousel is a carousel. So, but we, you know, we were able to get on Ariel. Um, I was a little sad to see that Enchanted Tales with Belle has not re- not yeah. rebounded yet. But I'm thinking again, COVID, you're touching the, the things for yeah. all the characters and you're interacting and you're dancing around. And maybe this a smaller space. They feel like they can't quite social distance and make it worth it yet. Um, so hopefully that will be Yeah, I did soon. notice because I thought James would like that, but yeah, no dice. 
So we rode the Autopia. When we were done with Autopia, we went and did Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, which was super fun. And, you know, they all got a giggle out of that. And, you know, it's all dad jokes and they love to tease Casey about dad jokes. And so we did that. And then at the end of the night, um, or so after that, we went and found a place for fireworks and we watched the fireworks and the park was open for another half hour after fireworks. So I said, when fireworks are over, we're bolting it straight back to Seven Dwarfs and whatever it is, it is. And we jumped in line somewhere around the stroller parking outside of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. We went through the whole, you know, queue and we got on in maybe about a half an hour. When we got off Seven Dwarfs, there was like two minutes before park was actually closing. And I was like, do we want to run and bite the bullet into Peter Pan or something? Because Peter Pan's a little bit different. Right. Um, and the queue is kind of nice for Peter Pan. And the kids were like, meh. And I was like, okay. So we mosey our way out and checked a little bit of gift, gift storing on the way out. And we went home. And I felt like it was a very successful day. So I can say that we accomplished five Genie Plus rides. And we were able to stand in line and ride both lightning lanes right. without any problems on that day. But would it have, I mean, were those the five rides you would want to use? I mean, before when you could pick your fast passes, like Ariel, I probably would never have picked one for. I don't know. No. And what was the wait for Ariel when we finally used it? It might have been 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. Was it necessary at that point? No. But did we walk right on? Yes. Yeah. So we're at the beginning of our day, we were biting the bullet and waiting in these lines, which you understand you're going to wait in line to Disneyland, yeah. right? So that part is good. But once we caught up to our Genie Plus passes, yeah. we were able to not I just think out. that the old Fast Pass system worked so great. No, there is no I mean, denying that. And I was actually listening to a podcast the other day. I mean, they the just made day. it worse and nobody was complaining. I mean, my, I understand that the, tick, the paper tickets, they wanted to get rid of those. Right. But... Disney World had already made it on the Magic Bands. This open, opens a huge can of worms for discussion, which, you know, we can have some of it. And, you know, it's just the two of us, so we only have our opinions. But here's my big open discussion. When they had Fast Pass Plus, okay, you could book your trip, and 60 days out, you got to pick three. You were guaranteed three. Even if, you know, I was talking to Casey about this the other day. If you were at Epcot and, you know, you got one from the A tier and then two from the B tier, right? Let's just say that you chose, um, I don't know, Nemo and, and Figment as your 2B. And then your 1A was Illuminations because they had a reserved spot for Illuminations. I understand that you're probably going to pick Test Tracker or, or Soren, But I'm just, in general, yes. let's say you pick that. That meant that your third fast pass was used technically after park was closed because the show starts right. right as park closes, which meant three was all you got. Okay, so let's just say that when your three were gone, you couldn't even get any more. All right. We would, you and I, we would make our three at that 60 day point, And maybe you're picking like Magic Kingdom, Seven Doors Mine Train, um, Big Thunder Mountain, and Haunted Mansion. Let's say that those were our three. Okay, because there were, there were there tears to the Magic Kingdom? I think so. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Space Mountain. I don't think there was. I don't think there was. Hollywood Studios had a tier. Epcot had a tier. Mine Train was definitely on there. Um, I mean, I remember obviously that it would go super fast. And if you weren't there at your 60 day, you might not get it at all. Or you may have to refresh for it for a couple of days. But I don't remember if there was a tier system in Magic Kingdom. But 
Either way, we would do our three, right? And we would have those booked. Right. Our goal was always, can we make one in the nine o'clock time spot, one in the 10 o'clock time spot, and one in the 11 o'clock time spot. So by the time we used our 11 o'clock fast pass, we could book more. Right. And we always could. Right. There was always something to book. Right. Okay. There, I don't care if it was Peter Pan, or Peter Pan might've been gone. Um, let's just say it was Magic Carpets of Aladdin or um, Buzz Lightyear, right? Buzz right. Lightyear was almost always right. available late in the day. Um, some of the rides that, you know, teacups was probably, there was always something else to be had. Right. Why is it we are paying for Genie Plus and by noon there can be nothing left? Yeah. Or one o'clock there can be understand. nothing left. Magic Kingdom has so many attractions the day that we With pay a for limited it, capacity. Right? There is, yeah. And I question what capacity is at this point. But um, let's just say limited capacity. And I'm talking about a system that was free for everybody to use. You could have bought your ticket today and you could have gone to one of those kiosks in the parks and mm-hmm. you could have booked three fast passes. It might not have been seven dwarfs. And I don't care. I'm not arguing with the charging of it because no, no, I know no. that that's where a lot of people are mad. Right. No. But you already had a system that worked great. Why not leave it in practice and just have us pay for it like we did at Disneyland? Right. But here's the thing is it feels like, and I'm talking, to, let's go back to my Epcot day, okay? It feels like the Genie Plus people were sailing right onto these rides and I could see the effects on standby line. Because a lot of people have said, throw it all out. Let every, let's, let's make it a, a classless system, right? Let's make everybody on even playing field. You want to ride this ride, you stand in line. How much faster would the standby lines go if every if there was no fast pass? And right. I understand it's a way for Disney to make more money. Okay, you know, we know Disney is a business, so they're going to charge for that. But Universal doesn't have that problem. Universal has somehow figured out, because you and I have stayed at their hotels where we have gotten their fast pass system, mm-hmm. right? And we are able to pretty much walk right onto these rides. Is it capacity? not the same there like i'm just i'm trying to figure out why with fast pass plus and again you and i said we have no problem paying for it because i paid for fast uh what was it called um at disneyland max pass right. i have paid right. for max pass before and I, again i understand max that pass came with pictures too yeah oh yeah you absolutely got photo pass with that too which also made it worth it for 15 dollars a day mm-hmm. now genie plus over there is 20 dollars a day and you don't get your photo pass right. or 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 um you know your your photos yeah um so but my biggest question is how come it seems like there's not enough when everybody is not using it but back when everybody could use it there, there was, there enough. was enough and the lines didn't seem to be as Affected. But there could also be things going on here about staffing. Are these rides running at full capacity? Now, something like True. Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear it's is constantly track. moving. It is on a track. It is just going. Yeah, it, if there, there's if there is a bucket that's broken, that. they have to block it off. They right. just block it off a tape. That's about right. it. But you can't tell me half the buckets are broken, so capacity but is like, down. But like Big Thunder Mountain, you could only be running two trains, not four trains. Right. Right? Like, there are rides that can be affected by capacity. Um, For... 
uh, things like um, definitely for Pirates um, of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain, they take out logs. Right, exactly. There could, you know, the water could be moving at mm-hmm. a faster pace to make things go faster. There could be half of the boats. Oh there. yeah, and I know that things. happens because yeah. I was on the last ride of a Splash Mountain at night. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it was like, and I was like, was that the fastest Splash Mountain ride? Ever, I was laughing so hard because it, we were whipping so far, and I'm so used to it just being this like leisurely float. Yeah. And w- literally, they were like flushing us out yeah. of the ride. It was hilarious. That's yeah, that's funny. Um, so those are are my questions about it. Is I'm trying to figure out why, um, like again at Hollywood Studios. Or let's now let's go to my last of the fourth days, which is Animal Kingdom Day. Okay. Um. Animal Kingdom right now, and you know me, I love Disney. I'm a Disney travel agent. I sell Disney travel. I want you to go. Um, There are legit nine rides total at Animal Kingdom right now. If you were going for one day and you chose Animal Kingdom as your one day, I mean, people used to, I believe, jokingly, tongue-in-cheek, call Animal Kingdom a half-day park. You could do everything in Animal Kingdom by like two o'clock and I'm like and and that's taking out you know you're gonna walk around and see the animals and could you make it a full day yes you absolutely could but I'm sitting here going again if you would have paid for genie plus at Hollywood studio or at animal kingdom and when we were there uh, Everest was down for refurbishment but there is flight of passage Navi river journey festival of the lion king safari um uh, the the, the Cali River Rapids, Cali River Rapids, which you know was open. Flight of um, the birds, the bird show, whatever yeah. the bird show is. You've got dinosaur, you've got Triceratops spin, and you have tough to be a bug. That's it. Because Nemo's gone. Nemo is was opening March, early March, okay. and it's a refurbished show. Um, they've twisted the story a little bit. I think it's supposed to follow Finding Dory a little bit more than Finding Nemo. Um, so I'm excited to see that. But if you add that back in, that's 10. And if you add Everest back in, that's 11 when the park is at full capacity. Was the train running back to Rafiki's Planet Watch? I think it was. And we didn't even think about doing that. And I guess you can call the train a ride. So let's make that 12. Okay. Um, we saw Festival of the Lion King. The tumble monkeys are gone. Um, yeah, I know it's a condensed the, show right now. Well, they're calling it a condensed show, but they did all of the songs except for the t- the tumble monkey song. So the tumble monkey song was completely taken out. So take that. So that that I guess condenses it by one song. Um, the fire twirler came out for be prepared. That's great. Um, Can you feel the love tonight? Is this gorgeous Cirque du Soleil with the guy and gal who are the birds? Um, she doesn't fly. So it's all a very simplistic contemporary dance piece while they sing the song. Okay. And I was very disappointed. I'm like, are they worried about her flying overhead and spreading COVID? Like, this is just me trying to be like, what's going on? What is going on? So it, it did seem rushed. Like, Obviously, they didn't do the kids and the audience and the banter and and you make the animal sound and you make the animals. You know what I mean? Like all of that was condensed down. But I will tell you this. The theater was full. Full, full, full. They didn't skip rows like when we were at SeaWorld. You said in the theater Uh on the cruise ship that they skipped rows. There were no skipping rows. When we went and saw it, the theater was full. 
person on person, as close as you were willing to sit to the person next to you, in front of you, or behind you. It was full. So they're not concerned about the full audience. But now, maybe the reason the bird didn't fly, it has nothing to do with COVID. This is just my, you know, theory. What if the, the lady who performs that part of it has not returned back yet? From right. COVID or had not come back to work, so the person who is they don't have in somebody doing that's those, do, those aerial they don't acts, have an right. aerialist, right? Yeah, that's, that's you know, possible. That very well could be that. So they've picked you a know singer. people who can do a, a very no because the the birds don't sing. It's the or a dance. Yeah, uh, but, they picked a dancer. Um, okay, and like I said, it was a very kind of simplistic contemporary piece from what I know from watching. So yeah. you think you can dance? Um, you know, it was it it was fine. It was fine. And the singing was obviously beautiful. They have the same singers back. So just my review about that. But, um, you know, we we stood in line for um, Avatar, which when we got to the park 30 minutes early, I know we go right to Avatar, uh, Flight of Passage. We got in line basically by Festival of Lion King. It was way down that walkway. And we we're like, holy Lord. But... We pretty much, at a slow pace, walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. And finally, when we got in the building, we kind of slowed down our pace of walking. But we got to see it all. And I think we were on the ride in about hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes. So it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, we waited maybe 45 minutes to an hour for Navi. Um, the safari, we waited a decent amount of time for. We didn't end up doing Cali because we didn't want to get wet that day. Nobody brought extra shoes. And, you know, the, the, the young boys, of course, were like, let's do it. And I was like, next time we go to Disneyland, I promise we will do it. But right now, no. Um, and so, but um, we saw Kite Tales. There's the show Kite Tales that they've started. We didn't sit and watch it, but we were walking around the area as it was kind of going on. So we saw it and it looked, looked kind of cool. Um, Dinosaur is really back in the corner because, you know, they've taken out um, Triceratops or um, um, Primeval World. Primeval World, right? They've taken that out. So Triceratops spin is all that's back there besides the little carnival games and yeah. Dinosaur. Um, and we were going to see Tough to be a Bug, but... We decided that we were going to go have dinner yeah. somewhere else. It we feels didn't. like after they get these new rides going at Magic Kingdom and Epcot, because I know they've got the the new one. Yep. Guardians is Guardians, opening soon. And then and they've got Tron, Tron. And they just opened Remy. Um, they, I think they need to pull back over to Animal Kingdom yeah, and, and, some love. and fill some of those areas up yeah. with something. Right. But thinking about it, what I just said about the fact that Animal Kingdom feels empty, um, really what's missing? Primeval World. Really, that's it. No, but I think that, like, Dinosaur Area just needs something more to pull people over to that side. Right. And, um, you know, like Everest did. Everest yeah. pulled people to that right. back corner. Because it seems like they have most of the animals on the other side of the park. So mm -hmm. I think if there's a way to expand or get something else going, like, obviously that side of the park is where it would go. But, again, we had no Nemo, which was something else that is missing that hopefully is back now. We had no Everest because it was down. So a little bit of it is... Consider the time that we went. Yeah. Um, in January or, or early February. Um, so I understand that too. But it just, it felt, uh, you know, kind of empty. Yeah. You know, so I, I would just have a hard time because it's one of my favorite parks. And I would just have a hard time selling that as a one-day park. If you're adding it to your multi-day ticket, I definitely think it's worth it. And if you were going to do a park hopper, that would definitely help too. But again, use the day to, um, we ended up, going to Disney Springs 
after we left Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. that day. So we ended up going to Disney Springs um, and walked around there a bit and had some food there. The so. nice thing about that is if you go early enough and you do all of the Animal Kingdom things, usually it gets hotter in right. Animal Kingdom. It just typically is hotter there because of right. all of the plants and things. And so sometimes you get tired out a little bit easier. So it's nice to go back a little early for dinner yes. and whatnot. And we did walk around and see some of the animals. There's a new... Um, well, when we were on the safari, there was a baby hippo. Oh my gosh, the cutest thing I ever saw was this baby hippo who was just out of the water, just sitting there eating. And I was like, oh my gosh. We actually saw two hippos getting out of the water and like walking towards a back wow. area. And I was They're like... always in the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hippos normally in the water. Um, when we got off the ride, we went past the area where the gorillas are and there was a new baby gorilla. I got some super cute photos of the mom just laying there like snuggling this baby gorilla. It was so cute. And then there was this like young, like I'm going to call it like a toddler gorilla. I don't know. But like he was kind of like, what are y'all staring at them for? And he comes tumbling down the hill like, look at me. And you know, he was laughing and joking. It was fun. So we did take some time to see some of the animals. Yeah. Some of the animals too. Because we had the time, time to do it. Um, But we did, before we left, ended up saying, should we do Flight of Passage one more time? Yep. And so we got in line. So we were able to do it twice with no Genie Plus at all. Nice. Day. Okay. We got everything done and left the park early and did Flight of Passage twice. All right. So uh, definitely worth it. So um, guys, kind of wrap up our trip. Our fifth day, we ended up taking a vote. Casey wanted to go back to Magic Kingdom. Roran wanted to go back to Epcot because I think that was the first place that he kind of felt like a big boy. I hate to say that way as the youngest yeah. kid, right? But he cried on test track. That was the first ride we went on. And you go through that fast part. Uh-huh. And when we got off the fast part, I looked into the back seat and he was like, <laughs> and like the tears coming down his face. I was like, are you crying? I was like, what? And he was like, it was so fast. I was like, I just wasn't expecting that reaction out right. of him. But then we went from that ride on to Mission Space and we rode the green side first. And he was like, that was nothing. And we're going to, and then a couple of, you know, let's do the orange side. Okay. So four fit in a pod. Casey sat out with his parents and the two kids, Ryan and me, we, we rode on the orange side and he was like, that was nothing. Now all of a sudden he's, you know, big, right. brave and tough. And so he kind of wanted to go back there, but we all decided Hollywood studios was the best option. Um, so we went back there. Um, it started off as a rough morning because we got there 30 minutes early. Um, Rise of the Resistance was down. Slinky Dog was down. Rock and roller coaster was down. Oh, we're that like means everybody. We all the crowds are pushed. Just up. got here. <laughs> yeah. So we waited forty five minutes for Millennium Falcon. By the time um, we got off Millennium Falcon, um, Slinky Dog was back up. So we went and did that again, and then a rock and roller coaster. We were able to again get everything done. We stood in line for for Rise, and we were able to get that done. We did Toy Story which we didn't do the time before, and that was fun. And we probably left around, um, I don't know, maybe like 3 o'clock, and we went and we rode the Skyliner, and we rode it over to Art of Animation and walked around Art of Animation a little bit, and the kids you know, saw the Cars right. section. And then we got on a bus and rode that to Magic Kingdom, so then we could take the monorail, and we rode the monorail around all the resorts, and then we switched monorails and went to the Epcot one and rode all around there. And then we went back to the resort and we got some food. I think we just ordered pizza that night or whatever. So anyways, we, we did a little bit of transportation running around. Adventuring, yeah. yeah. And it was good. So that was that was the gist of our trip. So, um, you know, uh, Genie Plus. Again, Disney, you know, at the heart of it, Disney is what you make it. 100%. You know there's going to be lines. You know there's yep. going to be crowds. Yep. There could be heat. There could be cold. It could rain on you. Yep. It is what you are willing to make of that trip. Right. 
I think that in the end we were able, I mean, the only thing that we truly missed that I could say, am I sad I missed anything or am I disappointed? And it is Ratatouille. We could have, it was $11 that day to mm -hmm. book Ratatouille. So with five of us, we could have paid $55 to, I'm sorry, there were seven of us that day. So mm -hmm. it would have been $77 for us to pay for Ratatouille and check that box. Um, and we had decided not to because we, we figured we'd make it and we didn't. But all that says to me is there's a reason to come back because that's, right. that's me and I will be back. And, you know, even Casey's mom was like, I honestly didn't know there were this many rides. Yeah, there's so much. And here's the deal. There is so much to do at Disney. As many times as I have been, I still have not done everything there is to do. Right. When I went on this trip with James, there were two things I did. I remember specifically thinking, I've never done these before. The Barnstormer. The Barnstormer. Yeah. And the Rockets. And the Rockets, yeah. Yeah. Because you there and were I had two done things that, that I yeah. have never done. And there'll be more this October when I go back because I've never done the carpets, the magic. Yeah. Oh, carpets. I have done those, but yes. Um, that's a with the kids. Yeah. yeah. But there's things at each park get that on I have all not the spinners, done. spinners, right? So. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, but Casey's mom was like, I kind of miss that we didn't really get to walk around all the countries as much, you know, and that's why, you know, after five days, the way that we did five days, after five days, Casey says, I'm ready to go home. Right. And I was like, well, he's like, I don't know how you've done 10 days here before. Cause I have done 10 days, but I said, here's the deal on a 10 day trip. You're spending two days at every park at minimum. Right. And then you have two extra days. If you wanted to, uh, if we went to the parks for 10 days and when you're there for 10 days, Yes, you ride Space Mountain every time you go to Magic Kingdom, but you don't need to ride maybe Buzz Lightyear both times you're at Magic Kingdom or Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor both times you're at Right. Maybe this time we filled that in with Peter Pan and Small World, which we didn't do the time before. Right. Right? Maybe our second day at Epcot, yes, we need to check off Soren and Test Track, but maybe we don't bite the bullet on Ratatouille because we did it once and we enjoyed it and that was fine. But now we're going to spend more time walking around World Showcase and seeing this or seeing that. The pace that you go at is definitely different if you know that you're going to be even eight days in the park, days, right? right? If you've got two days at each park, you know, or maybe you only do Animal Kingdom once right. because you've checked it off and then you take a day at the pool or that day you, you pick a different park where, you know, maybe today we're going to just walk around World Showcase. We're going to sleep in, have breakfast at the hotel. We're just going to walk around World Showcase and see fireworks or we're, you know, just going to ride right. a monorail or, you know. So um, definitely, I you know, I told him, I said, you don't have to go at this breakneck pace um if you were going to be there for that long right but we only had four days one right. day at each you park. vacation differently depending on the number of days you have yeah yeah all right so. well we are we are up at two hours do we think we've covered <laughs> our trip general covered. chaos i mean we have yeah. general chaos in our life and we'll talk more about that but we wanted to get something out to you guys and let you know it's just been a crazy couple of months yeah and here we are the some end of COVID, February. Some no COVID, some trips, some no trips, the some different trips. Yeah, because I came back from my trip. Was Lester was gone the week after I came back because he went to visit his family in Idaho. And then he came home and I promptly got sick. I've been sick for two weeks. Yep. So it has been a rough couple sinus of months infection. for everything. Yeah, sinus infection. Um, really bad. Like while I was on the cruise, it was lovely because the ocean air, it just opens my sinuses. Everything's so good. I'm not allergic to anything over there. And then I came home. And they had had rain and wind and everything. And so it just literally attacked you. Attacked me. Yeah. So. And it wasn't that you were necessarily contagious. You're like, don't come over, Jill. It was like, 
can I podcast with my deep man voice? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, you can come over, but and and I sound still a little bad right now, but I was yeah, oh, it was way so worse. bad and couldn't stop coughing. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, but we've got more things coming. Big old up. horse pills, and now I'm back in business. Get those antibiotics going. So, but um, we'll try to be back to you guys in the next couple of weeks because we'd yeah. like to talk talk about some other things, either business related or not. I'm going to Chicago in two weeks. Yeah, for... and we do have our trips coming up. So if you would like to oh, join yeah, us, oh yeah, we're going to talk about that um, in uh, May. We are doing a girls trip. And we've already got people booked on that. Um, Maybe what we should do is wrap this up and immediately record another podcast that will drop within a day or two. Um, even if it's a quick podcast, talking a little bit about Magical Chaos Tours and about this trip we're taking. Oh, yeah. And then give you the that? option for the, the June cruise, too. So, yes. Because um, I'm going on a Royal Caribbean four-night cruise. Yes. So let's um, talk about magical right. chaos tours on the next podcast, and just let people know what we're we're trying to do and what we've got rolling. Um, and then it's if they basically have more questions, fun adventures with Tracy Angel. That's right. Or Tracy. If or you've ever Jill, thought it would be fun whatever. to adventure with us, um, yeah, yeah. Listen to the All next right, podcast. All right, let's do that. All right. So All right. until next time, keep your chaos low and your spirits high. That's all right. We still have no tagline. I, know. I like I, it. I was trying to make it chaos. I low. feel like I should do finger guns and. <laughs> Bang, 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 bang. That's right. Pew, pew. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. If your life is so chaotic, you don't remember, you've been listening to the It's All Chaos podcast. To support Tracy, Jill, or get access to any products we've discussed on the podcast, visit our websites at officiallytracytime.com, shopjillybean.com, or shopthechaos.com. If you've enjoyed learning about our chaos, you can always leave a positive review on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you download your podcasts. And if you would like to tell us about your chaos, you can always email us at itsallchaospodcast at gmail.com and maybe we'll read your email on the show. And remember, when life gets chaotic, it's okay to listen to the podcast in your closet with a Starbucks eating raw cookie dough. Oh my gosh, there are dishes in the sink again. I'm sorry, we gotta go.